you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to talk about Survivor Series. It is Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT for the first time ever, so we're breaking that down. But first, before we get into Survivor Series, we do want to talk a little bit of news and notes. Uh, we meant to talk about this a little bit in the NXT TakeOver War Games breakdown, but uh, we'll throw it into this portion as well because it's, it's apropos. So um, there was someone missing from the commentary team from uh, Survivor Series, basically. Um, there were a couple times, a couple matches that I thought Moro Ranello uh, should have called or could have called. And I was I was curious. I was like, hmm, you know, they have, you know, some of the other pieces. You know, you had mm-hmm. Beth Phoenix, Nigel McGuinness there, but there was no Moro. And, you know, Moro is such a great personality overall. We're like, okay, where's he at? Um, the story that they gave us uh, on uh, during Survivor Series was that he was so hyped up that he blew out his voice and ended up not being able to to come to be there for Survivor Series because he was so passionate during the main event. Well, you know that. And at first I actually was like, well, I could kind of see that because Morrow was, you know, just a really passionate guy. And, you know, he was yep. you know, obviously, you know, screaming. You know, Morrow, you can buy it. You could buy it that he just blew out his voice because he was just so hyped for that main event. You know, so it, it made sense. But that is not the actually the case from what the reports are saying. So according to reports, there is actually a little bit of beef between Mauro Ronello and one Corey Graves. Uh, Corey Graves basically on Twitter, I guess it was, kind of called out Mauro Ronello for taking up too much airtime from Nigel McGuinness and from Beth Phoenix. Um, one of the tweets was like, so you wouldn't even realize it, but there is a, a, a WWE Hall of Famer. And another like great former wrestler, you know, there on commentary, Ring of Honor. Yeah, exactly. You know, on commentary, and you know, which was a clear slight against uh, Moro for just talking too much, essentially. Um, So yeah, and there wasn't any response necessarily from Moro. It was just I think it was someone else that ended up uh, responding back. I forget who it was that responded back to. Well, uh, Moronello didn't respond but he did disable his twitter account right after that comment okay but there was there was someone who that had said something about it you know afterwards and then uh then i think Corey had another tweet regarding what had happened um you know which you know basically was still just kind of calling out morrow so yeah he did not show up and and it seems like it's 
directly because of this situation. Um, now, these are all reports. You know, Morrow hasn't said anything, you know, specifically or officially about it um, yet. But, you know, he was absent from Survivor Series. And also, too, it, it, they said that he was actually going to be back this week on NXT. But I guess he wasn't back. And, mm-hmm. you know, you and I both have not seen this episode of NXT. But that's what that's what I've heard. Well, I saw a little bit and Tom Phillips was there. Okay, so he was subbed in. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing to hear. Uh, what, what's what's your take on, on all of this? Yeah, like you said, man, it's just unfortunate because, man, Moore Ronello, he's, he's probably one of the best commentators for WWE. And, you know, the way he used pop references, man, and the way he just gets excited throughout the match, it, it makes it more thrilling. Uh, he, he even has chants from the NXT crowd, the Mamma Mia, you know, he, so he definitely has an impact on the uh, WWE Universe fans, man. Uh, well, Corey Graves, I think, dude, you just got to show some empathy, man. Like, no, no, like, I, I know that you, you wasn't thinking, but sometimes you don't need to tweet out, you know, don't don't hit sin, you know. That's that's what he just should should have not did, you know, because I did not, I I didn't think, you know, he didn't look good. It didn't make Corey Graves look good, you know. It, it shine, if anything, it shine a bad light in WWE too, because you got this whole, now I think about this whole Billy this bully campaign going, and yet within your own company you have somebody who's talking down to somebody to another to another coworkers, and I think that's just unacceptable. Yeah, it's 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 sad to see uh, uh, Corey put that out, and I I'm a big fan of Corey as well. You know, like I, Corey and and Morrow to me, you know, they I mean they've been a tandem before on yeah. commentary before, and that that to me is just like a dream tandem to put back together potentially. I mean, I doubt it ever happens again now, especially with something like this happening. But just the two of them together, they're both just so insightful. They know so much about wrestling. They they call the matches with so much passion that it's just so great to hear them, you know, uh, both, you know, independently just, just doing what they do. So, um, you know, it, it sucks. But, you know, specifically for Moro, like you said, you know, just with his the issues and, and you know, he's been very honest and candid about him. His, yeah, um, you know, mental health issues. You know, with mental health yeah, issues deals, and all deals that. with so, depression. I think anxiety as well. Yeah. So it sucks, you know, that he would that that Corey went this route to voice whatever you know, uh, uh, issues he had with Morrow's commentary style and, and him taking up the airtime. Um, but you know, I, I just hope that, that this, um, doesn't lead to Morrow potentially just saying, Hey, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore that I'm just uncomfortable in this situation because he feels like he's getting bullied or whatever. He's like, like you said, he deleted his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully this gets, I believe that's what happened when he was. Uh, remember, he was a SmackDown commentator. And with JBL, JBL, yeah. and I believe there were some rumors that you know JBL was like more uh, like a backstage bully getting on more Ronello, and it was some time when more Ronello took took some time off, and you know, and they mentioned that like, hey, we wish him well, but he never came back. He actually yeah. left the company, and then Triple H got him back, got him back in, and to do NXT. Yeah. 
That sucks, man. But so here I actually just pulled something up. So apparently there was an apology from Corey Graves to Mar Ranello on Corey's After the Bell podcast. So that's that's a positive uh, thing that just kind of that I just found out here on the Internet. Um, I got it here. So here's Corey's quote. And I guess it can be heard on the After the Bell podcast. Um, on a personal note, I needed to address something. This past Saturday during the Takeover War Games event, I sent out a tweet. It was an unpopular opinion, I, as I often do with the intention of just stirring up a little controversy, maybe have some something fun to talk about on TV or here on the show. It was maybe not the most professional way to go about things, and it was never meant to offend or disrespect or disparage anybody. That was never my intention. If it was taken as such, I apologize deeply. That was not my intention. I would never intentionally cause anybody undue stress, especially a coworker. So I apologize. Um, I don't. I don't call that an apology. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I hate when per, when a person says, "If I offended you, I apologize." Even though if you did, all right, just apologize. I'm not going to say, "Oh, I'm sorry if I offended you." I, I was just going to man up and apologize. Just say it. You know what you did wrong. That that whole if I always hate that. That's it's, it's like a a critique with me when when it comes to apologies when somebody's going to say they're going to apologize but they're going to throw that if if I offended you yeah I, as I was reading it I was reading it for the first time I didn't have you know I hadn't seen it before I just found it online and yeah it's um it's 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 a half-assed apology for sure <laughs> you know it's kind of like somebody had a conversation with Corey saying you know probably what you said you you, you went too far so we need you to just issue out this apology and, and, and handle this, you know, when he did it in a way that he's still not directly apologizing because probably he feels like he doesn't need to apologize. Right. That's what it feels like. Like he's still kind of protecting himself and saying, I wasn't wrong, but whatever. If, if, if it was taken out of context and you were offended by it or someone was offended by it, then I apologize. But that wasn't my intention. Like he's still kind of saying, Hey, that's not what he meant to do. He's protecting himself. So it does suck from that standpoint. I mean, you know, it's, I think a, Again, it's a half-assed apology. It's a, 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 a small step towards, you know, morrow or slight, you know, attempt towards morrow to try to mend things a little bit. But if I'm morrow, I kind of just say, nah, I, that that was that was not really heartfelt. It didn't really come from anywhere like that meant anything. It, it just he's just doing it just to do it. So you know, you say he put that out on Twitter. Um, no, it was on the his podcast. Podcast? Okay. Yeah, it was okay. on the After the Bell podcast. So you can hear him say it. So maybe the tone, you know, hearing him say it, I don't know, maybe that changes things. But just those words alone, just reading it right there, you know, I, I definitely feel what you feel, which is like, okay, you're just basically just going through the motions and doing this for from a PR standpoint. You don't want to look like you're bashing somebody with mental health issues, you know, and being a bully, right? So then you put out this this public apology. So you can say, well, I did apologize even though, you know, your heart wasn't really into it. it, it so, really, yeah, yeah. It, it really shows that it wasn't, you yeah. know, just saying if I offended you. I hate that term. Yeah, like, it, re- it really gets to me to that because to me, it's that's that's not an apology. Like I, I would call somebody out. Somebody would try to apologize me like that. Oh, I'm sorry, Devin, if if I offended you, I'm like, no, no, no. Start all over. Say that again without <laughs> the if. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to redo that. Right, right. 
Yeah, so that's so that's that situation, man. I mean, you know, we'll, more to come. I, I just want to see Morrow come back. That's it. Yeah, that's really all, all I care he, about. I enjoy his commentating, man. I, I yeah. really do. Yeah, same here. Same here. To me, he's my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would go so far as to say he's he's my favorite all time at this point. You know, like I just love his references. You know that yeah. he pulls out and and just the passion that he speaks with. Like you know, Jr. has been great. You know, Gorilla Monsoon has been great back in the mm-hmm. day. And to each their own for whatever generation that you're really a big fan of. I mean, there's no wrong answer in saying your favorite, right? So for me, you know, of all the commentators that I've ever heard, he's the guy that you know is just. I just say, wow, like this dude, man, like every oh, time yeah. he gets me with yeah. the references he pulls out. And I'm just like, like he's so into hip hop and so yeah. into just so like many. That Drake like, reference. Like Adam yeah. Cole is out like a light. Yeah. Hey, like a right. light. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, just fun stuff like that, man. I'm yeah. like, man, Laura, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, just like keep busting out the references. And that was another thing, too. I guess Corey Graves was, someone said, you know, how many. A rap, a Chicago rap references is Morrow gonna gonna deliver? And Corey was like, "Well, too many." And I'm just like, "Man, too, there is no Shut such up. thing for me, right?" Yeah, just man. Like, let him, I, if he wants to do, you know, more, I would take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, we're having a good time. Just let him do him, man. Yeah, like he yeah. he he does what he does, at, and he does it great. So I'm I'm not gonna get on about that, man. Right. It kind of reeks of a little bit of jealousy, honestly. Yeah. You know, for you to be like, saying, "Sorry that, that you got to deal with Michael Cole." You know, hey, yeah. it's boss time. Right. You got to deal with that. <laughs> hey. Right. Right. <laughs> so you know, let's move on from that. But just yeah. uh, Morrow, come on back, man. You're like you're the to me, you're the best. So I want to hear you, man. I, I'm I'm really excited to see you, see you, and hear you come back. Yeah, man. Me too, man. Morrow, we miss you, man. So hopefully uh, next Wednesday you'll be back. Exactly, man. Come on back. Come on back. All right. So now let's get into Survivor Series. Uh, let's talk about this card. The pre-show was actually pretty decent this well, time around the kickoff. Um, so definitely we, we I checked that out. I know you checked that out, too. You yeah, I gave you a heads up. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, check out that pre-show. I did say, too, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check the pre-show just in case. Yeah. Yep. And I'm glad sure, I did. sure enough. Yeah, there was there was some big matchups. So let's let's get right into it. Um, the first matchup, though, I say they probably could have done without. I will I will start there with this cross brand tag team <laughs> battle royal. Um, I, I had a feeling they were going to do something like this, some kind of like Royal Rumble esque battle royal type thing with all the yeah. people that weren't in any of the Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT matchups. Um, they did count this as one of the the wins for the brand that would win this battle uh this this battle royal they did um they which i was like well really you're gonna count this as a part of your your win count okay whatever i didn't count it though but they did okay that's cool exactly exactly (laughs) um yeah and they i mean there was a ton of teams in this i'm not gonna really be able to go through all of the teams that were there but you had um gosh it was bobby Roode and dolph ziggler were there street profits were there heavy machinery was there Mm -hmm. uh brisango was there just you know a bunch of different teams were all in this uh when it was all said and done uh we had as the last well first of all uh, the NXT teams got eliminated first. Like all of at one point, all of the NXT teams were gone, and we still had Raw and SmackDown. A couple teams from both mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown still there, which was not a great start, and started to make me Ash, fear. Yep, I was just about to say it got me kind of where I was like, oh my god, is this how Vince is gonna get back at NXT, get back at his son? 
Exactly. <laughs> Triple H. Exactly. I told you, Triple H. I told you. It's all about the dubs for SmackDown and Raw. <laughs> you know, like it, it was it was like, yeah, the Fox deal again and Raw being his baby. We're like, oh, man, I don't know. And and sure enough, yeah, NXT was gone. So, mm-hmm. Damn. Brizongo was the last uh, NXT team eliminated. Um, and yeah, we got down to it. The last the final two teams, it was Dolph Ziggler and and Robert Roode versus Street Profits to where I feel like, well, one thing is. Just to bring this up real quick, Street Profits are so new to Raw that I, in my mind, I'm still thinking of them and seeing them as an NXT team because they're so new to Raw. So it's it was just kind of like this, this like, I don't know. I just feel like they have not really done anything on Raw to really be seen as Raw superstars yet. But whatever, they're on the Raw roster. And, okay, even with me saying that, I feel like that's a perfect reason to have had them won, to win this matchup. Let's say, like, you know, you give Street Profits this win. That way they can start to establish themselves and, you know, put a W in the win column and win this one and be one of the teams that that or one of the individuals that won for Raw. But no, they went the other way and they had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode win, which I'm like, that does nothing for them. Yeah, it does. They're not a real tag team. Like, what are we doing? So type of makeshift tag team. That's all they are. And. It's it's not going to do nothing at the end of the day, though. Like yeah. They won, and so what? Right. Street Profits, yeah, they win, and okay, now the yeah. crowd can start getting behind yep. them. And you can feel the crowd wanting that to happen, wanting to see the Channing, Street Profits They were chanting, we want the smoke. Yeah. So, But then they lose, and it's like, all right, whatever momentum they could have had, you just snuff that out by having this, you know, <laughs> them take this loss to Dolphin, Robert Roode. And, yeah, individually, both of those guys are, are respectable, you know, wrestlers for sure. But as a tag team, they're a joke, period. Like, that's not a real tag team. So until they, they do more as a tag team, which I don't anticipate that this lasting, you know, for very long. But, yeah, it's just it's like, wow, they just took a loss to them. That's, yeah. That just sucks. It does, man. And it's it's like, all right, is this is what we're going to think of the Street Profits now? Just, you know, just going to just be any just any other team now? Because like, at first, they made it seem like they was superstars. That's how I felt right. on Raw, you know. Right. Uh, but now it's like they're taking a back seat now. You know, I yeah. thought they was doing some type of story with the OC, but I guess that's over and done with. And what are they doing now? They're not gonna. They can't, they don't MC Raw anymore. Nope. Yeah, they're a whole lot of nothing. You know, they're in a three man team with Umberto Carrillo. That's the that's the most of it. You know, like that. That's that's all I've really seen. You know, from the Street Profits since they've officially become members of Raw. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. But this was a. I thought this was a a botch by booking. To not have the Street Profits win, to give them something legitimate and to start building, you know, I mean, sure, there couldn't be a story against uh, Rude and, and Ziggler because they're on different brands, but they could have this win, you know, and be able to carry that torch and say, yeah, like we won one for the brand, mm-hmm. you know, so that but missed opportunity, I thought for sure. So don't want to spend too much more time on no, that. No, so no. let's yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the Cruiserweight Championship match. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, we had the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Leo Rush defending his title against Kalisto and Akira Tozawa in another match that was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. So yeah, we had no idea that this match was going to happen. 
Um, at least I had no idea. Did you? Did you? No, see anything I didn't. That, I, I didn't right. know they was. I didn't know they was going to do NXT Cruiserweight. But we did. I remember when we was going over predictions. We was talking about. You know, do you see any of these matches going like the the triple threat matches going on the pre show? Mm-hmm. I said maybe they'll do like a cruiserweight title match, but mm. yeah, yeah, that's true. You did say that, so yeah. I mean, and it, this was a great match to have for for pre show because for one, it was a surprise. At least again to us, it was both a surprise. So you're mm-hmm. you're like, wow, we're getting a championship matchup. Cool. Because Kalisto, I think, came out first, and they said, now entering the match for this Cruiserweight Championship matchup. And I'm like, damn, oh, wait, what? You know, like, Cruiserweight Championship matchup? Cool. Um, you know, and it's Kalisto. And, I, of course, we know Leo Rush is coming out, but then Tozawa comes out. And you're like, dang, this is this is going to be fun. And sure enough, it was a fun matchup. I mean, all three guys, you know what to expect. Lots of high spots. Lots of, you know, fast-paced action. Akira Tozawa did one of the highest uh back what what is he called the uh the the senton uh bomb basically um off of the top rope yeah. his it's almost his similar rope. to darby allen's coffin drop coffin drop just right. reverse but the <laughs> height that he got man was yeah. crazy and they did put it on slow mo too like that was awesome oh yeah oh uh, it was it was just great it was great the uh there was a um oh man leo rush's reversal of Kalisto and Tazawa off the top rope too. They both had him set up to where it looked like I don't even know what they when were. When Kalisto was on. going for his finishing and he reversed it. Well, no. So, the so Selena. this is where they did um they were all three of them were on the top rope uh-huh. at this point. And it looked like Tazawa and Kalisto were going to team up and do do a a move to Leo Rush. But then Leo Rush kind of grabbed both of them, reversed it, and they did a moonsault, took both of them with them. Right, it's right. it's yeah, it was it was crazy, man. It was it was like that was that was a nice spot in the matchup overall. And then uh yeah, talk about the spot that you were you were just describing. Oh uh, yeah, so when Kalisto was going for his uh Selena Del Sol what's it called? Selena Del Sol. Yeah, Selena Del Sol and Leo Rush actually reversed it. Mm-hmm. Which was which I never seen done before, and it was nice, man. So, shout out to Leo Rush, Akira Tozawa, and Kalisto, man. They they definitely had a damn good cruiserweight match, man. Just showing off the ability of what cruiserweights can do, and the crowd was hot too, so it wasn't dead for this match as well. So I thought it was a, a damn good pre show match to get the crowd uh, get the crowd warmed up for it. Yeah, same, same. I mean, it was it was great overall. Um, Leo Rush hit that final hour to beat Kalisto at the end of it to retain his championship. So, which fully I expected once this once I knew what the match was going to be, I expected Leo Rush to retain and win, and that was a, a win in the win column for NXT. So we had what SmackDown had one win at this point, NXT had one win at this point, so it was one one for both of them, and Raw was at zero leading into this. So the next matchup we had was going to be the surprise, surprise, the tag team matchup, which was kind of upsetting to see this pre-show. Yeah, I I was not a fan of this being pre-show, to be honest with you. I mean, either if something has to be on pre-show, you know, I understand. I get it. You know, you want to give us a a good matchup on pre-show, but we already had the tag, the uh, cruiserweight matchup on pre-show, so that that should have been enough. Just did two matches. You you did the battle royale for the the tag team or the interbred tag team battle royale, and then the 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 
NXT Cruiserweight Championship, and that's it. And you right. kick it off with the triple threat. But then, yeah, you got Undisputed Era and Kofi Kingston on pre-show. Wow. Like, that sucked. That sucked. I mean, and as bad as it was for Undisputed Era, I think it's worse for Kofi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a former WWE champion. Yeah. Like, Like, Kofi Mania happened. Right? He keeps taking L's to the face with a smile, with a big smile. I don't get it. But I'm I'm just, I mean, I'm I'm asking, like, just as, as, as my friend. Tell me, did Kofi did Kofi Mania actually happen? It, it did, or did I dream that? No, I was I was there. We had a we had a podcast. We talked about that. <laughs> talked okay, about okay. It. He actually it was WWE champion. This was. happened, right? He was. He, he had a long reign. He fought Randy Orton. He beat yep. Randy Orton. He beat Kevin Owens. Right? Yes. Like I didn't just dream that. Okay, no, no man. I'm just I'm just making sure because if all I saw was this and pre Kofi Mania and then this, I would think that never happened. Just the way that they've been booking Kofi, sure, he's tag team champion again, seven-time tag team champion, one of the you know longest combined title reigns ever for one person. You know, Kofi Kingston. They keep you know trying to remind us of that. That yeah, look, man, look at how many days Kofi Kingston has been tag team champion, or how many days Kofi Kingston has been champion overall. If you combine all his championships, great, but <clears throat> you guys don't really respect him overall because of how you did him with Brock Lesnar, mm. and now you're putting him on pre-show. Or on the kickoff or whatever, like what? Like what are we doing? You know, with with Kofi, this is yeah. just a joke. It, it gets upsetting, man, because it's like I see Kofi, I'm like, man, dude, you was you was at the top, and now you just uh, you you he, he he pisses me off because not him, but just what he does. Like yeah. I see him, and he got a big ass gigantic platter of pancakes with a big ass smile on his face, just yeah. happy. No, bro. Be pissed. Yeah. Tell your story. I'm going to get back to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. This feels it's, like he just doesn't care. He Right. Yeah. I know it's, it's weird. Scripted, but I would tell Vince, like, man, I got to I gotta speak my voice. I'm sorry. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? I got to. I got to let the people know. Yeah. He, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe there's, there's a part of him, too, though, that's just like, you know, I had my moment. You know, in the sun, and I'm just grateful to have had that. And I got a family provide to provide for, and you know, I'm still making a ton of money and making tons of appearances. I mean, this could be just telling of Kofi as a person, really. I mean, I, I feel like if Kofi was really upset about it, like we would have seen that. You know what I'm saying? Like that would have happened. His his character would have changed some. But I guess he don't have the Randy Orton juice then. Because Randy know what Orton I'm that that wouldn't have happened on Randy Orton watch. I'm sorry. Right. Or maybe I mean, and not to disrespect Kofi, but maybe this is just what Kofi is content with. Mm-hmm. Like we're saying this for him, but maybe from his perspective, he's fine. You know what I'm saying? And and we I don't know because I don't know how else to look at this other than either. Kofi is just kind of towing the company line because whatever, or he's just really is content with this, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it sucks as a, as a fan of his to see this happen and to see just his character, just kind of like get disrespected like that this, sucks, man. Cause it but. seems like, like, like you said, like, did it happen? Because that's what it seems like. Cause Brock Lesnar just erased Kofi mania. Like it never happened. I just like, ended it in the blink of an eye, just like that. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. And at the end of the day, too, I think he was the one that took the pin, right? Like, or, or no, it wasn't him. No, it was undisputed. It was undisputed. Yeah. That's right. Undisputed era took the pin from the war from the Viking Raiders, yeah. I should say. Um, Which is cool. From, it's okay. Yeah, I, think I mean, it, I mm, I feel like this pre-show. So the 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 only thing that I thought was booked correctly was, or at least that I looked at and said, okay, I'm cool with this, was Leo Rush defending or and retaining his title. Yeah. But undisputed losing, I also thought was kind of a misstep. Because even though I think when we talked about this, no, I picked undisputed as well, and so did you. I did. You I did. Undisputed but the reason why everything. I say it's okay, because it was kind of, you know, saying it throughout the match, the commentator team, like, you know, they was in a war you know, war games the night before. These guys were sore. So, like, you you can tell. It was kind of like limping towards towards the ring. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby uh, Fish, man. So, they was kind of selling their injuries. Yeah. you. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a nitpick with this one. Mm-hmm. I think more so Street Profits winning, I think, makes a whole lot more sense than Rude and Ziggler winning. So, that one is a little bit more egregious. With this one, it's just a small thing of like respecting the undisputed era and what they what they're what they do and and like their stance in NXT, you know, and for all of them to hold the gold, for all of them to potentially win. I feel like it would have been cool to have seen that here at Survivor Series. That's what I wanted. I wanted to yeah. clean sweep by undisputed. Yeah, but two out of three fans, is not bad though. It's a and they for the casual fans to to be able to see that and to really start to respect their dominance. I think that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, for it to be the Viking Raiders that beat them, I mean, that's a strong team to lose it is. to. It is. So you know, you do save face from that. Seems like the Viking Raiders don't take hills. No, <laughs> right now, no. O- only when it when they go to these uh, Saudi Arabia shows, man. Crown <laughs> only barely exists. I guess it's fine there. But yeah, as far as Raw and SmackDown and 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 you know the WWE pay per views, nah, nah. The main pay per views, canon pay per views, they don't take L's. Nah, not happening. Yeah, not happening. Yeah. So uh, before we end the talk of the kickoffs, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about, which was Sami Zayn during the kickoffs, which I thought he had a great uh, segment with uh, the panel there. Um, they were getting ready to talk about the triple threat match and Booker T is talking and he's kind of just saying, oh, yeah, you know, like we've got this triple threat with uh, Roderick Strong and Booker T, no, Roderick Strong and, and Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. And he just he's saying it. It's fine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Sami Zayn comes off and he cuts off Booker T. He's like, no, no. You are not going to talk about what could be a match of the year candidate like it's just some normal match. Like, this is not (laughs) happening. Like, and he's going off on them. Like, Shinsuke Nakamura is one of the greatest performers ever. You just don't get it. You are doing this man a disservice by not really giving this match the just do that it deserves. You know, you got AJ Styles in this matchup. You got Roderick Strong in this matchup. And you guys are just sitting here talking about this all casually. So I'm here to make sure that you guys actually give this match the respect that it deserves and talk about the artist for what he for who he is and i'm like damn like there you right. go and i there just kind of stood up yes dude i, I applauded i some applauded respect this my is, name yes <laughs> some some give these guys some respect and, and and i think just if it spoke to a lot of hardcore fans and how we feel about you know the the these guys you know and and also too i think he mentioned if i'm not mistaken also the fact that that 
these guys had been pre-show guys before, like been on on the pre-show and stuff like that. And and so, you know, I just respected Sami Zayn for saying, and I'm, I mean, it's a scripted thing, but kudos to all of them for seeing and hearing that, hey, we're upset about, you know, the disrespect that they get sometimes that the AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura's of the WWE and, and now Roderick Strong. Um, and to call that out, and to have uh, Sammy kind of directly talk to Booker and some of these other guys who, yeah, sometimes they do just casually talk about it like it's just any other match. So I really liked that segment. Um, and, yeah, man, it was just it was fun. It was fun. And then Booker T, or who was it? It was Booker that said something about, you know, uh, um, there was another kind of hype man in in. Uh, the hip hop game back in the day that we all knew his name was Flavor Flav, and you're kind of like the Flavor Flav to to Shinsuke Nakamura right now, and so they had a good laugh of that. And man, Sami Zayn almost cracked a laugh. I swear, <laughs> it looked like Sami Zayn actually did enjoy that reference a little bit. He was caught off guard by it, but you know, he and and they were all laughing. They had a good time with it. But overall, I lo- I actually did really enjoy the segment. This is one of the few pre-show segments that I was really like, okay, this is this is cool, man. I think overall it was it was fun. I know, man. Booker T, you got to watch what he say. Even even uh, with uh, Bailey, man, because he mentioned. I guess he mispronounced the Bailey. He didn't say Bailey buddies. He said like Bailey Bears. And Bailey quickly cut off Booker T before he got to his next point. Like first of all, Booker T, they're Bailey buddies, not Bailey Bears. (laughs) <laughs> so I appreciate that you get that right. I was like, Man. damn. <laughs> yeah. Nice. 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 Man, I think Char who who was part of that panel? There was uh, Charlie Caruso. Uh Sean wasn't there the whole time. He was only there to to introduce I think or it was Christian that said Yeah, Christian. Christian yeah, was there too. Yeah, and Christian was there, he, Charlie Caruso, Booker like, T. One Booker other T person. Like, man, you better watch yourself or something like that, bro. <laughs> Oh man, it, yeah, that's good. That's good. But yeah, man, just great, great moment right there. Yeah. Sammy Zayn. I, I literally was like, man, he's speaking. He's, it's like he's saying what I've been feeling, and he's saying it right now, and saying it aloud. And I'm just agreeing with everything he's saying. It was just great. It was great hearing him say all that. So kudos to him. Um, all right, so now we're on to the main card. So let's start this off here with the first match, which was the women's matchup for Team NXT, Team SmackDown, and Team Raw. Yeah. So yeah, man, kick this off, man. Tell us. What By the way, who about won predictions matchup. for Survivor Series? Did I win? I think you won. I think oh. you won overall. I think because with this one, what did we? Well, we this both. One, I had Team, team Raw. Raw. We both picked Team Raw here. I thought you picked Team. NXT, you had Rhea Ripley going over twice. Did I? I thought yeah. I agreed. Um, no, we split. I'd have to go one. back and listen to yeah. it now because now I'm not sure. I feel like you're. You may be right that I picked Team NXT, but I feel like I was at first. I picked Team Raw. I don't remember when I switched it. If I did, but I I thought I agreed with you with Team Raw. Maybe mm-hmm. towards the end I switched it to NXT because I. I and I remember I didn't have SmackDown winning anything, where SmackDown did win some, but I didn't have them winning one match. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this was a strong-looking match for, I say, Team NXT for the women's side. 
So for Team NXT, you had Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm. Yes, Tony Storm. And I actually predicted that to a T. That exact team, that's the team that's once you mentioned Tony Storm was there on yeah. SmackDown, yep. then I was like, okay, yeah, she's she's gotta be, she's gotta it would be, either yep. be her or Mia Yim, <laughs> you know, which I was like, Tony Storm. If I'm picking right now, it would be them. Mia Yim would be the alternate, I'd say, for for one of them. But mm-hmm. yeah. And it when they announced that, I was like, Oh my god, that's exactly the team I would have wanted, man. Yes. That's perfect. So, yeah, it was awesome. And then you had Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. And then you got Team SmackDown. To me, the weakest team. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> team terrible. Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. So, Carmella this match went Brooke, 28 minutes. Now. What was yeah. that? Yeah, I said Carmella and Dana Brooke, man. No. Like, and, and you know what? I like Carmella. I do. I like Carmella. I think yeah. Carmella, you know, she had a great run as, as a, a SmackDown champion. Yeah. But, First women's ever, you know, Money in the Bank champion. Yeah, she's not in this in this group's league. I mean. Oh, no. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Especially Team NXT. Like, when Team NXT was standing up on that ramp, man, it didn't look fair. It, it did didn't. Not. I'm like this is this. I'm like this is not fair. First of all, you got. I'm just gonna mention Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Bianca yes, Belair. Talk about yeah. Yes, right. That's it. All right. It's just, even just those. Just three. those three. Come on. And you and you and omitting Candice LeRae and Tony Storm is crazy because those two right there are insanely good too. Yes. Come on, man. Any one of those five. I kept me. Me and my brother were talking about this. Any one of those five women could be. Like Raw or SmackDown Women's they Champion could. right Easily. now, Easily. right now, hands down. I'm not even gonna mention AEW's Women's Division. Like they would just destroy that destroy division. That. Yeah, like it would be a joke. <laughs> but on Raw and SmackDown, any one of those five women could be Raw or SmackDown Champion today, right now. It's insane. Yes, it, it would. It, yes, it, it's it's definitely a glaring, glaring discrepancy between. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Like, you could just look at them like, oh, man, these girls are going to whip their ass. Yes, they are. Just Rhea Ripley alone. Hey, just she was in a two-on-four two war game, and she came on top. She won. She yeah. won. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> first of all, I love this match. It, R- yes. Rhea Ripley shined in this match. Uh, and it was cool that NXT was winning by heel tactics as well, how they... Uh, got, I want to say, Nikki Cross eliminated. That was one of my favorite spots, how she got eliminated. I believe she had Nikki Cross. Bianca Belair, right? Yeah, yeah, Bianca Belair. Uh, but Rhea Ripley, she had Nikki Cross on her shoulders, kind of held her up outside of the ring while Bianca Belair pulls her up, went for the pin, but uh, she needed more leverage, so she put her legs on the rope, and then Rhea Ripley held Bianca legs down to make sure that she can, you know, get that pin. I was like, oh, smart. I'm like, cool. And I wouldn't even hate it. I don't even care. I'm like, okay, it's Hill Texas, but it's TNT, well, man. And let's talk about also another reason why I feel like they went that route was because we had a spot where um, it was Io Shirai and Candice LeRae, and I didn't see the actual hit, 
But apparently in one of the big outside of the ring spots, they got injured, quote unquote. Right. Mm -hmm. So now at this point, you know, team NXT is down two members, you know, right off the bat, basically. Um, So the other teams are looking at them like, okay, you know, you guys are at a disadvantage now. So but Bianca Belair is in the ring and she looked. Hella strong in this matchup, Bro, man. Just that four fifty splash she did on yes. Sarah Logan. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. it was so smooth. I'm like, what women? Do, what other woman can do that? So smooth and crisp. A four fifty splash. It was perfect. It, it was, was. Pitch perfect, man. She did it. She combined, you know that that move with power moves, lifting people up overhead like it was nothing. Just yes. yeah, she had it all, man. man so that's what I'm saying. Like NXT is yeah. a totally different level. I'm like, yes. Okay, four horse women, you guys had your fun, but <laughs> move on over. Oh man. <laughs> we yep. got a new crop coming in, Dude, bro. Yeah. This this crop right now, I mean, this is arguably the best that it's ever been. Yeah. You know, and again, no disrespect to the four horsewomen. I love all of them. Deep like they they, they made to me. They're the reason why these women are, oh, are, yeah. are yeah. even here, right? Because of what they did, you know. And so I have so much respect for the four of them, and I think the four of them still are great. Oh, they but are. yeah, man. I mean, Bianca Belair, what she did there, what Rhea Ripley is doing, what Io Shirai is doing, what Tony Storm is doing, and what Candice Lur- like, come on, man! Like all five of these women are just on another level. It's insane. Yeah, man. it's insane. It, it is. It is, man. And I love the the storytelling within. You know how. You know, Oscar and uh, Charlotte Flair, they had, they got into it a little yes. bit. And she and Charlotte Flair got the green mist in the eyes and then was able to get eliminated that way. I was like, oh, cool. That's smart booking right there. Yeah. I, I gave I'm, I'm going to give WWE kudos on that, man. It was, it was Lacey. Lacey Evans got the pin. On yeah, yeah. Charlotte she hit, there, she right? hit yeah. Uh, Charlotte with the woman's right after she got yeah. the green mist. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> that was perfect. That, 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 was, was, that was that was that was <laughs> man. So. I enjoyed the women's uh, five on five, man. And, you know, and have Team team, NXT come on top was great. And then Rhea Ripley get another win. Another win. win. on Sasha Banks. Wow. The boss. Yeah. Bro, she. She's a superstar. Yes. Period. She's a superstar. She's there now. She got the certified stamp, bro. That's it. It could have went the other way. She yep. could have got eliminated by Sasha, and she can, you know, SmackDown could have got could have got the dub, but nah. Three nights in a row, she beat Charlotte Flair. She pinned Charlotte Flair. She pinned Shayna Baszler. And now she pinned Sasha Banks. Yes, that's crazy. It is just wow. Yeah, great. I'm I'm so happy for her. I'm excited to see this continue to build. She's man. only 23, man. Dude, yeah. What is up with this generation now, bro? Is this? I don't. It's kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. Yeah, Tony Storm. I think her and and Rhea are about the same age. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they 23. grew up together. Yeah, yeah. So and and even I, I will say this: that Tony Storm is so great, but she, I don't think that she even really showed all of the arsenal. I think she got moments, like small moments, yeah. but. You know, I wish I could have seen a little bit more. I of, think to me, of what she I've was seen the quietest out of the five. Yeah, I I, I agree. But, but I she agree. still had she still had a, a good you know showing. I think I'm trying yeah. to remember what move she did. She started the match. I'll yeah. say too. Yeah, she yeah. did. She did. So yeah, I, again, I think for her, you know, we didn't really see 
all of Tony Storm because I mean I've seen her on NXT UK defending her title and oh, some yeah. of the matches and yep. some of the moves she, she pulls off. Great, man, yeah. But yeah, the just she's great. She's great overall. So I think that it was nice for people to kind of see her and say, "Hey, who is that?" You know, and and maybe get more interested in NXT UK from that standpoint. But I'm sure this is kind of just the beginning of of what we'll see from Tony Storm uh, from from here on in in terms of NXT. I hope that she shows up on Wednesdays now and she can be a part of that main roster for NXT. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, I wish we could have seen more, but that's okay. I was just glad she was a part of the team and yeah, man, just such a great matchup overall. All these women yeah. from NXT killed it um, on the raw side. You know, they, I, I think that Oscar, like you said, definitely a standout. I think Kyrie Sane uh, and Io Shirai. Oh, when they had that showdown! Oh my yeah, god, man! I was, I was anticipating that. Yes, man. that was yes. so good. Former Sky Pirates, yeah, used to be faces, both heels now, both had these attitudes. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, and who was was it? Carmella that was in the ring with them, and yeah, she, she was, was kind of like, to me. <laughs> "Pay attention, hey, pay attention to me." Carmella, shut up. Yeah, you better be quiet. Well, <laughs> you know? get hit. <laughs> oh man, no, I really, I love this. Oh, and the other thing too that I wanted to mention is the the way that they did the the matchup where they would have th- one member of each team in the ring. Um, was kind of unique. I don't think I've ever seen them do this with uh, multiple tag team type matches and they would have a member of all the teams represented. Usually what happens in these types of matches is that you would have maybe two people start and they can tag whoever, Yeah, you know, which I never really understood the logic behind that. Because but I like, think this, would is I under ever... triple, this is a triple threat. Versus, you know, like a four-team thing. Yeah. It's four corners. Yeah. But I never really understood the logic of that other way of doing things. You know, where you would have, like, one... I would tag a member of another tag team, but then now my tag team's out. So then... Why Why would I ever do that? I would only tag, tag my tag team partner to make sure that we have a chance to win the championships. Right? Like, that... I mean, just logically, that's what you would do. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So here, I feel like this could be a good way to go going forward, even with those those more traditional, like, you know, four tag team things. Instead of having it be, hey, tag whoever you want, it's like, no, have one member of each team represented at all times. That way, they all have a chance in the fatal four-way type of situation or triple threat or whatever it may be. So, I don't know. Just logically, I feel like I, I enjoyed this, and I... I was like, oh man, this is cool. I want to see this more versus just like tag whoever. Yeah, just a standard so, tag, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like the triple threat aspect of it. So just you know, the just the three going going in. Exactly. So yeah, man, fun matchup. Team NXT got another one on the board. Yep. So at got this rate, we were at two. What it was two, two wins one and for one. NXT, and then one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Mm-hmm. So let's move to the next matchup on the card. Which now my order is all. It was the up. the triple threat North American championship <laughs> there we go. against AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, yep. and Roderick Strong. Um, right away, I had a problem. Right away, I had a problem. There was disrespect from the very beginning. I already know what you're talking about. Let me let me guess. Yeah. Roderick, Roderick Strong's Strong entrance. entrance, right? Yes, yes. That yes. pissed me off. That disrespect pissed me. Off. Yeah, he was getting ready to do his, but he, he was telling Shinsuke and Sami Zayn to get out the way, yeah. get out the way. He's yeah. Getting ready to do his boom, and all of a sudden, AJ Styles they started playing music. AJ's music. 
I'm like, what is happening? That's so disrespectful. Are you kidding me? Like, and already Roderick Strong is that the one guy in this that kind of stands out as he's probably the lesser known for casual fans, right? So, so you would anticipate, you know, some people be like, oh, who's this and what's going on? And, you know, they wouldn't know him, right? Yep. But, I mean, then again, it's Chicago, so they, they're they, ready yeah, they for it. Know the crowd game. was waiting. Yep. And I, I swear I heard some boos, you know, when they, they, uh, when AJ's music hit. Like you know, they were upset that that they cut it off. So I think a lot I heard, of people I felt the way we did. I definitely heard some boos, man, because I had yeah. my speakers on ten and I heard the boos, and I'm like, I don't blame y'all. I would have been booing too, because I was ready to do the boom. So pissed, I was so pissed, and you could see it. And Roddy just kind of like got down, and he was getting ready to do it. And they played his music, and then he just kind of looked awkward, like yeah, the shot you know, he face. Just, he was like, oh, they cut my music off. They cut my music, <laughs> really? Wow! It was like one of those like that, wow that expression, expression. Yes, like wow, you guys just did me like that, huh? You just did okay, me Vince. Like that. I see. Yep, I'm going yep. over, but you want to cut my music off? Okay, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, right away I was upset. But the matchup itself, man, like this match was great. This match was great. Welcome back, Shinsuke Nakamura. I think he had the best looking belt. That belt looked so damn good. Oh, my God. So so I I had to start with the Roddy thing because I was pissed off about that and I had to get out the way. But let's, let's talk about Shinsuke Nakamura's belt. That's a world championship. That belt that he's wearing right now is a world championship. It is so beautiful. Just looks, looks so great. Dude, it's clean. It's like just just right. And on him, I feel like I'm looking at a world champion. Yes. I just do. Yes. You know, and just and I feel like having that belt, it's doing something to Shinsuke because his wrestling in the ring during this matchup. It felt like, you know, the the, the, the strong style yeah. was really showing through, man. The knee strikes were stiff, and he was running full speed. Kicking a like, dog mess out of AJ Styles, like, just in the first five minutes, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. AJ Styles was selling for him, too, pretty hard. He was. He was. It was it was great to see, man. I was so happy to see Shinsuke in this way. But, yeah, just that belt. Oh, my God. It was great. It was great to see that. Yeah. Because if they never redid that belt, then I would have said the North American belt was the best looking belt. Yeah. But yeah, I would that say new so. IC type belt. I'm, I'm sorry, man. That, <laughs> Dude. The, with the black is a world title? The gold. Yes. That is I want it. I need, you know to, I need what? to go ahead and order mine. I had looked at it again. It says heavyweight champion on it. Does it? Intercontinental heavyweight champion. It says it on there. You can pull it up wow. and you will see it. I'm telling you, man. So I think you might be right. <laughs> Dude, it, that is that is a main title. It really is. It looks it looks the part. I'm looking at it again right now during this entrance, and it's just crazy. It's it's oh god, so it good. looks. Like it, I said, it pops. I, it looks good. It it. Oh my god! It, it's, I need to order mine. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to order it. <laughs> I need to have it. I need to have this belt. Get that Black Friday me. special or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, man, this matchup. I mean, this was definitely a show stealer for sure, and we yeah. kind of saw that coming mm-hmm. for for a matchup with just the, the workers that you have in the ring. Yeah. And I think that the thing for me was really the way that Shinsuke was. I knew what I was going to get from AJ because he's been on fire. I knew what I was going to get from Roddy because he's been on fire. He's just got so much energy right now, and just like this, it just 
He's been great. Yeah. And now, but Shinsuke, you know, it, it's it's been a thing where he's been up and down. We're just not sure. Right. Mm-hmm. But him with Sammy, it's been like revitalizing him. And then getting this belt and then seeing him in the ring. Like you said, he was kicking the dog mess out of AJ yeah, Styles man. with the knees. The just just good vibrations even was seemed a little bit had a little bit extra on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a we got a come on moment where the crowd was just ready for yeah. it into it. Oh man, I just I love this. I love I this did. matchup. It was one of my and, favorite matches, and I'm and I, and I was and I'm glad that NXT got the win. And uh, well, NXT not only NXT Roddy. undisputed, Rod- yeah, undisputed, and it was an undisputed type of win, win too. Yeah, take your, get your opportunity right there. Oh man, yeah. yeah, because what was it? It was AJ Styles. He hit the phenomenal forearm, yep. which was a picture perfect. When they showed the replay and they showed it in slow mo, I was like, "That's a poster, right?" There. <laughs> like that—that that is a poster with AJ Styles up in screenshot the screenshot worthy right there. Yes, Shinsuke Nakamura just you know shocked like, "Oh damn, this is yeah." I just got caught and and just him hitting that and Roderick coming in. Picking up AJ Styles, throwing him out, throwing him out of the ring, and taking the credit for it. One, two, three. He gets the pinfall win. Just awesome. I was, I was shocked. I, I was shocked. I jumped up won. and down like a little kid, man. I was like, yeah, Logic, Logic, hell yeah. Oh, I was just man. so glad that he got a win, man. I'm like, yes, yes. yes. And I wanted and that. I'm like, yeah. I wanted that for him so bad. Yeah. And at the end, too, when they played his music and it got to that part of the song where he does the boom and he did it after the win, I was like, there you go. Let them try to <laughs> let them try to, to to skip it now, you know, with you having the win, right? Yep. Like now they know your name. So, you know, you earn that respect here. So that was cool. It was just like an extra satisfying boom yeah. at the end of it with the win. I loved it. And they panic camera to AJ Styles and he's pissed. <laughs> table apart yeah. oh man just such a great matchup it man was, these three was. guys it's just like Sami Zayn said man match of the year candidate like I could see that I could see that for sure just the way that they worked this matchup the the characters you had in the ring the the workhorses you had in the ring it was worthy of that for sure mm-hmm. as, a, as at least a candidate one to consider because it was just so great yeah man same here like all these, all these guys are good workers. Roger Strong, AJ Styles, Shinsuke, you know, Shinsuke putting in good work as well with the strong style, with the knees. Everybody had their own style, but it all meshed well. You know, AJ, he's been with the whole agility, uh, fast, you know, Roderick with the whole, you know, cardio and uh, the, the messiah of the backbreaker. So, man, I'm just glad that this match came out good. Same here, man. I was I was so happy. Five star matchup for sure for me. Definitely no no complaints here. All right, so let's move on to the next matchup, which was man Adam Cole NXT champion defending his title against Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight. Man, what a matchup this was! Again, this matchup we thought was gonna be with uh, Arrow guy over there, Damian Priest, yeah, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. We ended up getting Pete Dunne, which I, I'd say that's a suitable replacement. I'd, I'd say that. Yeah. I'm being coy. I, I was damn happy that it was <laughs> done over Damian Priest, to be honest, man. So just just being real. But, yeah, man, Adam Cole and 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 uh, Pete Dunne, just such a great matchup. Both guys sold their injuries. Oh, like which four. was perfect. Yeah, just the, the back and the ribs were taped up for Adam Cole. Uh, for, for Pete Dunne, it was the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he withstood an injury during that matchup. So, and they both, you know, were, would eventually work on each other's weak points, basically. Um, a lot of 
kicks to the knee from Adam Cole to Pete Dunn. Just went straight for the joint manipulation, going right for the fingers of Adam Cole. And, you know, let's not forget that Adam Cole did have an injury to his hands, too. So outside of the ribs and the back and maybe even the neck from the move that he took from Ciampa, he also has a messed up hand, too. I think it was either yeah, wrist or wrist. wrist. There we go. There mm-hmm. we go. So, yeah, joint manipulation here was really to Pete Dunn's favor to go after that. But, uh, yeah, Adam Cole was smart, too. Just uh, repeated attacks to the knee, like a drop kick to the knee he did early on in the match, too. So, yeah, man, they were both just the selling was great. Um, I thought in the beginning of the match, the crowd was a little bit lukewarm during the uh, matchup. Yeah, yeah I felt like possibly maybe the crowd was going to treat it like a bathroom break. Like, all right, man, let me go take a break or something. But the guys, these guys put in great work that they got the crowd back in. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it's just hard not to with these two workers, man. I mean, you know, just some of the moves again, like Pete Dunn just stomp, do, doing double stomps on both of Adam Cole's hands. I just, he did that a lot in the last matchup too, uh, in the triple threat that he had at TakeOver War Games. But yeah, I just saw it again now too, just double stomp, then kick to the head, like repeatedly just, just going after the, the fingers, the, the, the arms, just however he could to, to yeah. Adam Cole. Um, yeah, man, just fun, fun uh, uh, storytelling there from Pete Dunn to Adam Cole when it comes to, to attacking those joints and those digits of Adam Cole. Yes. Um, so what were some of your favorite spots from this matchup? Oh, man. First of all, I got to give hats hats off to Adam Cole, man, after having a, a, a being, being through a war, a little, literally a war at war games and him having a freaking phenomenal match with Pete Dunn. Even Pete Dunn had a great match with Adam Cole as well. It was great, man. This dude is a fighting champion. You know what I'm saying? So, Adam Cole, that that is the reason why you are my favorite active wrestler, man. Alright? So, much kudos. But, uh, one of my favorite spots, man, of the Panama Sunrise on the outside oh. of the on the apron. Yeah, that I, I did not think they were going to do that. I was like, they did. How are they even going to make this? Ha- I feel like I've seen it before, but just the angle that Adam Cole was sitting at the top of the turnbuckle yeah. and where Pete Dunn was, I was like, this is, is he going to end up on the floor? Like, if they do this wrong, like, they're they're going to kind of just miss <laughs> the side of the apron and they're going to end up on the ground. <laughs> like, yep. stop taking these risks, guys. What are you doing? Like, I just, you know, but man, it was great. It looked great. It they was. pulled it off. Yes, yes, yes. So that 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 was great, man. Like that Panama Sunrise, and you seeing the crowd reaction, saying "Holy shit!" and like they couldn't believe what they saw. I'm like, yeah, man, this is, this is what goes on in NXT. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is great, man. And then another one of my favorite spots when it was similar to the Ricochet move when Ricochet was kind of upside down and uh, Adam Cole kind of super kicked him in the head. Oh, yeah. Uh, Basically. The timing. The timing. Yes. Pete Dunne was going up the top rope, getting ready. He did a flip and Adam Cole caught him with a super kick. I'm like, oh, my God. Perfect timing, bro. Perfect again. This dude has impeccable timing. Yeah, he with does. uh man, it, it's just crazy, man. This is just show you the type of work this man put in, man. And then uh, another favorite spot is just him selling him and Pete Dunn was on the outside. I think right before they was it right before they did the Panama Sunrise on the uh, ringside. It might have been. I think he was tr- Adam McCall was trying to lift Pete Dunn and he shouted in pain, 
because his back gave out. And then Pete Dunn was trying to lift him up. And then Pete Dunn kind of just shouted and knee gave out. Knee gave out. I'm like, oh, man, bro. This is just, this is great storytelling, man. Yeah. Guys don't really, this guy's, I'm like, the crowd, I mean, the WWE universe don't see this on on main pay-per-views. This is what you see on TakeOver. So they gave mm-hmm. a TakeOver-worthy match. So yep. I enjoyed this match, man. Up and down. I did. I did. And just let's talk about the, the last spot here, which kind of like defied just oh, physics overall. Like, I'm still trying to understand how this happened. How the hell did he reverse that, man? Just the bitter end uh, finishing move of Pete Dunn. Uh, Pete Dunn is trying to, is, is going for it. And somehow, some way, Adam Cole reverses it into a Panama sunrise. How this happened? I'm, I'm watching it and I'm How's still trying to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm watching it again. I'm seeing it, and I'm, I'm like, I'm still like, how? Just, just this is. It was yeah. great. It I was got actually nervous when he was going for the bitter end. I'm like, oh man, are they gonna really give it to? Pete are they gonna take the t- title off of Adam Cole? It's a virus. That seems like a dick thing to do for Vince McMahon. <laughs> but yeah, it could happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he reversed it. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, pat him on sunrise, and I'm like, oh, he went for the last shot. One, yep. two, three, baby. Yeah. Just such a great end, man. I'm such an athletic um, a reversal there. And you would have never thought you could see that happen from that move. And he just went straight into it from that to the to the last shot. Just, oh, man, it was perfect. And then the celebration at the end with the Undisputed Era, you know, all four of them standing at the top of the, the, the gold. Ring, yeah, with the gold there. Like, they won two out of the three matches that they had. So, I guess that's not – that's that's all right. That's an all right. It would have been a great, better moment if they would have all swept their matches. I know, say, man. Yeah, we all won. But, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was, guys could give that to, to Bobby Fisher. That had to be do something with Vince. I have a feeling. Right? Like, we can't give them all. You know, like, the Viking Raiders. I mean, I, I'm still mad at people for being mad about the fact that they were called the Viking Experience. <laughs> Just to stick it to them, I'm going to have the Viking Raiders beat the Undisputed Era because, you know, that's my guys. Ah. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that's probably legit too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just just to stick it to us a little bit. Like, oh, I get it, Dad. Okay, I understand. All right, but at least Roger goes over and Adam Coates goes over. Okay, Dad. Right. <laughs> Two right. out of three. All right. Exactly. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. But yeah, man, great, great matchup. Great win for Adam Cole. Great showing for Pete Dunn. I just you know all around solid, solid matchup. Um, had a lot of fun with it. Definitely. Same here, man. All right. So let's let's move forward. Let's go to the ooh, the WWE championship matchup yeah. between the new Daniel Bryan, or should I say the new new Daniel Bryan? Yeah, the new new Daniel Bryan. You know, we're still trying to figure out this Daniel Bryan. We'll see. Versus the fiend Bray Wyatt. Um this matchup was built upon the the idea that okay the the fiend seems to be trying to get well first of all they have a history bray wyatt and daniel bryan yep. have a history where they do daniel bryan was in the wyatt family for a split second and then he betrayed the wyatt family um and and just turned on bray 
So and Bray's been saying, you know, he he still remembers what you did, you know, and there's a lot of there's some callbacks to that. Um, and also to um, the Miz during the pay-per-view kind of came out and told Daniel Bryan, like, like, hey, you know, this is some this is an evil that I've I've never felt before. And when we were I was in the ring and you were in the ring with them, you know, I felt something. I felt it. And, you know, I don't know what it's going to take for you to beat him. It's not just saying there's no way that you're going to beat him, basically. Um, so and Daniel Bryan was like, get the hell out of my face. Just basically told yeah, me. Get. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, Miz. <laughs> okay. Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> like, it was no hard feelings. Was, yeah, exactly. Like we're still not friends, man. I don't know why you're here talking to me. Just just beat it. <laughs> Scram. Like yeah. it was. Cause the, yeah, I thought maybe he was gonna uh maybe like all right, I hear what you're saying. You know, I watch my back, but nope. He was like, get out my face, man. You better get out of my face, <laughs> I go ahead and have a like, match. He was just early annoyed tonight. by him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's that was that was fun. That was a little fun quick it moment was. there. Um so yeah, and then uh also to the uh not uh, one the last thing I want to say about the build up is that Bray Wyatt seemed to want to get Daniel Bryan to say one special word during one of his promos. He said, "All you got to do, Daniel, if you want this match is to say that one word." And then Daniel Bryan would not say it. He said, "No, no, no." But then, you know, for the championship, though, I think he ended up saying yes, but he didn't say yes in in, a, in the direct way using the word. I think yeah. he said, I accept uh, the, the matchup. And then Bray Wyatt goes, yes, yes, yes. And then he got super intense. Like, I'm not going to blow out anybody's eardrums with the way that he, he was saying it. Weird with it. But he got a little too extra with his yes to the point yes. where when I was watching it. Yes. Like, dude. Oh, my God. When I was watching it at, at, at my place, I'm like, okay, I got to turn the volume down because my neighbors are going to think that something crazy is going on over here. So I'm going to just turn this down a little bit because it was just like, all right, Bray, you're getting a little wild here. Oh, so, man. you know, but it was intense and it was good for the story. So, you know, leading up to the match, uh, first thing I'm going to mention is um, Bray's entrance seemed to have gotten another slight tweak with the lighting. Um, they, they're they now doing a flashing spotlight on him, mm-hmm. which I actually thought was pretty cool because on the front view, it looked like he was disappearing. Like, it looked like he almost wasn't there. I mean, if you rewatch that entrance and you kind of look at what was going on, it felt like it was almost like a ghost or a hologram or something of Bray Wyatt that was walking down to the point where when the when the spotlight turned off, he would completely disappear. When the spotlight turned on, it was like he was there. And I was like, damn, that actually looks kind of cool. I mean, for all the, the overproducing that they do, and at first I was like, oh, shoot, they, they're doing it again. But that part was kind of cool. So I will give them kudos for we, that we, we did uh, say, like, hopefully they don't do that hum shit. They didn't. Thank goodness. Goodness. Thank goodness. During the matchup, I was fully anticipating a hum. I was waiting for it. And actually, I was I was praying that they were just going to give us regular lighting. I was like, please, please, let's just see this regular lighting. I was hoping, but no, we got the red lighting. As soon as that let me in came on and the red lights, I was like, yep, here we go. Red light. I was just hoping they would turn it back on. I'm like, okay, do it for the entrance. That's fine. For the entrance, you do whatever you want. But for the match, man, like, I need, I want to see it. I want to see Bray Wyatt. I want to see Daniel Bryan. I want to see these moves because it just kind of takes me out of the match, you know, to have this red light going all the time. Now all I'm thinking about is the lighting when I see the match. So that's, that's my gripe with it. But the match itself, I thought was actually pretty good. 
you know, I thought that overall the storytelling was good. Dan, I mean, Bray Wyatt was scary as all hell. And, you know, he was playing tr- a true heel. Sure, there's fans of his that are kind of cheering him. And, you know, I, I somewhat still like The Fiend, but I'm also getting to a point where I kind of do want to I want to root for in this match specifically I was rooting for Daniel Bryan I was rooting for Daniel Bryan to find a way even though I knew Daniel Bryan was going to lose but I was rooting for him just because I'm I don't know I just felt like he's a he was the true underdog and I just wanted to see him find a way to you know at least have a good showing against the fiend and well he uh, did and he did he did to and and it got to a point where Daniel Bryan actually went back to the yes chance. Yes. He I was surprised. Had, I was shocked. I, 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 shocked. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like that's where this was going when, when Bray Wyatt was trying to get him to say the word yes, when he did the yes chance himself in the Firefly Funhouse. Like, I thought he was trying to get Daniel to go there, to to let himself be, be a part of the yes movement again. So let and, me ask you this. So did he win then? In achieving that, because yeah. he got Daniel Bryan to say yes. Yeah, I think that was his goal. I think his goal was to have Daniel Bryan revert to that because Daniel did not want to do that. But I think Bray Wyatt was saying, like, this is who you are, so let's see it. Like, I know you don't want to do it, but I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to make you so desperate in this situation that you're going to call to the fans and you're going to say yes, and they're going to say yes, and you're going to be back to that. So I think that was his aim. And, yeah, he did win. I think he won because he got Daniel Bryan to to go back to the yes chance. And it was a great moment. I think it would have been better without the red lighting so we could really yeah. feel it and experience it. But I think it it did what it was supposed to do where, you know, we got it and it was shocking and it was like, wow, Daniel Bryan is, he's doing the yes chance again. It's crazy. And then the fans were really into it. They really were buying in. So I, I liked that a lot. What do you think of Daniel Bryan not showing any type of fear against the fiend? Not doing showing fear? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he I like show. It. He was looking intense, like he was ready to fight. You know, yeah. he was waiting on Bray Wyatt or the Fiend. He was, you know, just punching, warming up. Even when the match kicked off, he charged at him, man. Yeah, he charged at him with the with the kicks, going for the doing the whole running in the corner. That's him. Daniel Bryan, man. Yeah, that's Daniel Bryan. That's like, that's, he was that's showing that's no fear. Vintage Daniel Bryan. I'm an underdog and I don't care. You know, like I can be in a matchup with Batista and Randy Orton and feel like I'm supposed to win. You know, like that's that's Daniel Bryan. That's vintage Daniel. So I, I loved it. I love the fact that he showed no fear in there. Um, you know, and and yeah, it was it was great overall. I mean, the fiend, I think there was one thing that was happening. Did he like get a broken nose or something because it looked like he was bleeding through the mouth and through the nose uh, through that mask. Like there was it, now with the red lighting, it kind of was hard I to couldn't tell. tell. I couldn't tell. Like you said, yeah, the red lighting. Yeah. Cause I'm like, is it black? Is it like black stuff that he's using to kind of like, maybe like Oscar does with the, what, there's probably like a capsule that she uses to have the green mm-hmm. mess. Maybe he had like a, a capsule that had like black stuff come out of his mouth, but I swear it was coming out of his nose too. So I couldn't tell like what was going on if there was like an injury or if that was on purpose and he was just kind of making himself look even maybe that more grotesque. Maybe that's the makeup that he used because I know it's black stuff around his mouth. No, maybe, maybe he got maybe he's you know he's sweating. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's that could the, be it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I gotta yeah. talk about something though, man. About this match, I, I, I'm fine with the match, but 
when I see the Fiend carrying that title, he looks off carrying that title. He doesn't need a title. Like, he doesn't it, need a title. The title doesn't fit him. Well, him carrying that title, even he had it around his neck and then he was in the corner with them. Like, man, I feel like he's above the title that he doesn't even need it. You're not wrong. I mean, I did like the way that he came down the ring with the title around his neck. I thought it was a cool look, honestly. Like, I mm-hmm. can't lie there. Even As much as I don't want him to be champion, I did like the look of him with the championship. So I, I'll, I'm actually on the opposite side of that in terms of just him with the title. I feel like it's a good look. I just feel like it's too early. Like, we should have yeah. had more time with him, not with the title. and just right, That's how I feel, man. Yeah. Like, you know, he's on his fast track to be you know, the universal champion now he is, but it's just having him having that title, you know, the blue title now, it's it just seems off to me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I understand like, why would he care about that? The yeah. Fiend? It, yeah. It's not it's not really explained really why he would give a crap about being champion, why he would care about that. You know, it's just yeah, it's kind of weird. And for me, just it would have been cooler if you, they would have taken their time and just had him use sparingly, uh, have us wanting to see The Fiend, keeping us away. Basically, it's funny because Brock Lesnar, the way that they were using him, um, where he would only show up every once in a while, I hated it because he was champion. But I feel like that's what they should do with The Fiend because I feel like The Fiend is being overused. So it's kind of a weird thing. And I wish again, that The Fiend was not champion, and he would just show up every once in a while just so that you could really be like, oh, my God, The Fiend is here, you know, because we're getting way too much of him now, I think. Yeah, I think, you know what, and now you mention it, I think that's why it works for Brock Lesnar because you see less of him, so he still remains relevant and and still feels special, like a special attraction, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and that can work for The Fiend, you know, less is more. Yeah. Like we don't need to see him every week or every pay-per-view. Yeah. I think as champion, I think you have I think I would I need my champion to show up all the time. But uh, to make something feel special, like the way the fiend should be, I think you you have to hold off on that and you have to make it something that we only see every once in a while. So it's tough though because now he's champion. So it's like, you know, do you do the whole Brock thing and like, you know, only every three or four months you see the fiend, but then you only see the championship during that same amount of time too, which is going to kind of suck. Yeah. Um, and then, then the backlash comes to the fiend. Like where people start being, you know, angry at the fiend because he's holding the belt hostage. Cause we're not only seeing it every once in a while now. Um, it, it's a tricky situation that they're in. Honestly, I feel like you, you can't have the fiend lose yet because he's, he's the fiend. It, him taking a loss right now is big. And so you got to be real careful of how he loses. So you don't completely just kill that character. Uh, I think it's going to come quick because, mm-hmm. you know, man, maybe Roman Reigns put, get back on that track to the belt. That's what's happening. I, I am going to go ahead and guarantee that we're going to see, the Fiend versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And it'll be Roman Reigns that beats The Fiend for the title. That that would be my Cause, bet. Because that's the Roman, well, not the Roman thing to do. That's the Vince thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That That's it, it's what's going to happen. Now, the only other scenario I could see, which would be a whole lot better, would be if it's Braun that goes against The Fiend and Braun wins. 
Like, then I'm fine with that. You dude, that would a be a freaking title run. Yes, yes. That would be amazing. Amazing to see Braun do it. So that would be what I would be rooting for. I think that's the crowd would root for that. And it would be so believable. Like Braun Strowman finding a way to beat the Fiend. Yeah, I, I'd buy that. Braun Strowman's a monster in his own right. So heck yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, but the Vince way would be, it'll be Roman. Yeah, of course. You know, yep. it's the face of WWE. <laughs> Exactly. Or Coface, because you have uh, Becky Lynch, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't forget Monday Night Rollins. We, we, you know, he's still kind of in the in the heart of Vince McMahon, for sure. You know, he's a super team player now, so. Oh, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, you know, and the ending of this matchup, I mean, The Fiend ended up winning the match, which, you know, it was a, he caught Daniel Bryan in midair with that mandible claw. claw. Then he pinned one of Daniel Bryan's under arms down to the mat under his knee. Yeah. And then just, he passed out basically from the mantle claw. The, the referee counted the three and yeah, it was, it was crazy to see, man. That was a scary, yeah. hor- horrific sight for him to, to, for, the way that the pin went down. Yep. Um, so the fiend is definitely a scary, scary dude, man. And you know, you can't d- deny that. It's just, I think the way they're using him, he's, he's not quite getting used the right way. Currently. Nah, not yet. Nah. Yeah. But I was surprised by this match because, you know, before we was talking about the repetitive of the fiend match, like no sell, no sell, but he was actually selling with Br- Bray Wyatt. I mean, not Bray Wyatt, with, but, with Daniel, uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, the running knees, he took, uh, you know, a bunch of the running knees, I feel like. But it didn't feel bad, like like it was wrong. No, it, was, it wasn't it was the running knees. Sorry, it was the, the kicks. You know, the... The, uh, the yes kicks. Yes kicks, yeah. Yep. He had taken a bunch of the yes kicks, and Daniel, then he, he would sit up. And so Daniel went right back to it and did the yes kicks. I think he did it three times. He did. Um, before the Fiend finally kind of like, you know, stayed down a little bit. Um, then we got the running knee and yeah, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, but yeah, it was, it was overall, man, like a, a better match than I thought we were going to get. I wasn't really excited for the matchup overall, which sucked going into it feeling that way. But by the end of it, I thought, okay, this match actually delivered in a way that I didn't expect it to. And I was, I was satisfied with it to an extent, but I feel like, uh, there's, there's just, they need to revisit and relook at how they're building up this character. Give us, like you had mentioned, the Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt version a couple of times so that we can, you know, get a little bit more variety from him and, and kind of hold off on the fiend character a little bit just so that yeah. to make it a little, a little bit more special going forward. Yeah, man. I, but we'll see though, you know, cause I, I think, you know, like we said, less is more, and if they can utilize the Mr. Rogers character, have him being in a ring, cut a promo. You don't each have to wrestle, but at least cut a promo in the ring. I don't have to always see you just on the Firefly Funhouse. Right. Yeah, man, totally. So, yeah, that, again, Fiend went over one, so he is still our universal champion. All right, so let's get on to the next matchup, which was the men's part of the Team Raw versus Team NXT versus Team SmackDown uh, matchup that we had. This triple threat, uh, like fifteen man uh, uh, tag team matchup, basically. Um, so, Team NXT was was uh, revealed by Shawn Michaels before the uh, during the kickoff show. Yep, it was. Um, and so we had the team members named, which we we kind of picked 
three of the of the people that would be there. Um, actually, four of the five, I would say. We got four. Yeah, four, right. yeah we got four out of five right. It was one. Yep. Guy. <laughs> it was one guy that I was not anticipating. Which, uh, bro, yeah. I, I laughed when I found out who's going to be on the oh, team. Man. I just felt like, oh man, I wonder how a piece feels. <sighs> Man. Just when you think he's gone, he comes. I was like, man, <laughs> Pete Dunn, thank God Pete Dunn won, because that means we're, we're not going to get Arrow Guy, you know, on Survivor Series. Well, sure enough, I was wrong. We did get Arrow Guy, because, yeah, Damian oh, Priest man. ended up being on Team NXT. That was the first name out of Shawn Michaels' mouth. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Really? But here's the thing. I actually didn't hate it as much as I thought I would going like, let's say, you know, you would have told me that beforehand. I'd have been like, please, no. But having seen him lose the way he did with the triple threat match and seen his performance overall in the triple threat match and then him being a part of this, even though a part of it, like I did groan, I was like, ah, but I didn't completely hate it. I guess the only thing that made me not satisfied with it or the only other thing that made me not satisfied with it, I should say, would be the fact that Kevin Owens wasn't a part of Team NXT that he was still a part of Team Raw um, or that they didn't have somebody else, you know, like, you know, a returning Velveteen Dream, let's say, join Team NXT, um, you know, which they had a promo with Kevin Owens or an interview with Kevin Owens earlier on in the night during the kickoff. And Kevin Owens was saying, you know what, Team N- or NXT doesn't need me. They're going to be fine. But Raw needs me. Like he was talking to actually he was talking to Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah he said Raw desperately needs me yeah that's what he said (laughs) yeah so and and that it was kind of like okay you're giving nxt credit like hey the that show has enough stars that you know kev they don't need kevin owens and he he said he wanted to get back an undisputed of what those guys did to him on raw last or was it week uh was it last week i believe last week yeah 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 yep when when triple h was talking to him and trying to get him to join nxt then yep so, yeah, so I, I, I accepted that. That was fine. Um, but, yeah, Damian Priest being a part of Team NXT, it, it, at first it was like, oh, man. But you know what? At the end of the day, I was like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. He's a part of the team. All right. I accepted it. So, yeah, it was Damian well, Priest. You did, man. You're yeah, slowly chipping, chipping away. I did. That I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a chance. <laughs> I'm giving him a chance. We'll, we'll give Arrow Guy a chance. So um, we had uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, who we'll talk about in in detail, and um, then oh my, and then again we said Damian Priest, and then we had Walter be a part of the team, which was huge. Um, but I don't think Vince McMahon understood how huge it was that Walter was a part it, it, of the it team. It showed me how little he thinks of Walter. Yeah, it did. It did because he was getting Walter chance but... <sighs> right in the beginning, yeah. in the very beginning, when he walked out, when they were all in the ring, there were, the crowd was saying, Walter, Walter. And you could see like, you know, they, they pan the crowd, they uh, zoom the camera into to Walter and we're showing him a little bit more. So that was cool. But then, yeah. It, he was the first one eliminated, unfortunately. Yes, he was. Which by, is his uh, first loss yep. ever in WWE. Ever. He had never lost a match before. He was undefeated. He's the current NXT UK champion. And Drew McIntyre hit him with a single Claymore. Yep. And he lost. 
So he did have his All moments. These match of the night, CB that not match of the match of the year, match of the years. He's been having wrestling forty plus minutes and one boot to the face. <laughs> He's and done. He was done. Eliminated. <laughs> Just yeah. That's I, why the crowd was yelling bullshit. Oh, they booed. They oh bullshit. yeah. Shit. I would have been right along with them. Like hell yeah. I yeah. watched NXT UK. I know what this man can do. Disrespectful. It was just disrespectful. First, Roderick Strong during that triple threat match, and now Walter. Like it's like someone back there doesn't watch NXT. You know, clearly, it, it's just it just feels like that. You know, watching these, watching some of these matchups and the way that they booked it. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Overall, I hated this matchup. I hated the men's team matchup. I felt like it was poorly booked. The whole thing. Just felt like, again, someone was not paying attention mm-hmm. to NXT television and just decided, hey, let's just, you know, book this any old way. And just some of the eliminations, I was like, man, you guys really aren't thinking. And even some of the non-NXT eliminations were just kind of weird. Seth Rollins eliminating Ali in Chicago was seemed like a tone-deaf move. Because, again, Seth Rollins right now, he's, he's you know, one of your baby faces. And Ali is in his hometown. Yes. And, and another thing, too, that kind of pissed me off was they didn't give every – I know there's a lot of guys there. So you don't want to – giving entrances to everybody, it feels like – it's going to take a while. Yeah, that but could be like it. 10 minutes alone just doing it. But damn it, I want it. I want it. And Ali <laughs> deserved that moment in yeah, Chicago, Chicago to have his man. entrance. Yep. Yes. To then get that spotlight on him, to help him get those that, that those eyes on him. So I thought that that kind of irritated me a little bit. Um, but yeah, just the booking I thought for this this matchup sucked. It wasn't until towards the towards end, the end yeah, where I was like, okay. Got, it picked up. It picked up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I probably started man. when uh, when Randy Orton gave uh, Arrow guy the RKO, and that's mm-hmm. probably what it picked up for you. <laughs> I, you know what? And and that honestly, I feel like they did Damian Priest bogus too. Wow! I don't remember wow. Damian Priest doing much. If he's gonna be in the match, you gotta have him do more. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just felt like he had a forgettable... Like, why was he even on the team if he's just going to get eliminated like that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like they... And yeah, surprise, surprise. I'm going to give him some respect. I felt like they did him bogus because he he's just gone like that. Like, you just... I don't know. It's just a waste. It's a waste of of him even being there. Yeah. You know? And and I don't know. I just... I didn't, I didn't think that was the right move. But yeah, just I'm looking at Walter getting eliminated right now. I mean, he does this super this uh, super drop kick to Braun Strowman mm-hmm. and kicks him down, and the crowd's going nuts. And then here comes the Claymore out of nowhere, and he's eliminated. What? What? The man has like 30 minute classic matches, 30 minute plus cap classic matches yes. back to back to back, and then he gets eliminated with one Claymore. Come on, man. Yeah, he was in a chop chop yeah. fest with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. He took those chops. He was handing right back to uh, Drew, man. It's like, oh, you want to get in a chop competition with me? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just it was, all of that. Just, yeah. Man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Vince, you, you don't watch NXT. You don't yeah. care about Walter. No. That's just not like, at all. Yeah. Not at all. Good for Drew in a way, I guess, you know, if we look at it from the other side. Because Drew is another one of our guys, and he had been disrespected. So I guess you could say 
cool for him to be able to have that, you know, feather in his cap to say he beat the NXT UK champion, which they did talk about or he talked about on Raw, you know, so we did get that of him just kind of saying, hey, you know, I'm the guy that gave the UK champion or beat the UK champion last night. So that I guess from that perspective, it's cool, but it's just such a cheap win that I just I don't know. I, I wish it didn't happen. I wish it didn't happen like that. I know, but, man. It's yeah. yeah. Some of the eliminations was weird, like, and then you know, Braun Strowman got eliminated in typical oh. Braun Strowman fashion. Oh, the <sighs> count out. That's, that's his thing. The count out. I, yeah, I can't. I can't, jewel, man looks, gets, I can't make him look weak, but you know, we do a count out. You know? That makes him look weak. He looks too. stupid. He looks yeah. stupid getting counted out. <laughs> can't get up. What? What's wrong with you? Get up. Right. It's just terrible. Braun Strowman at this point is a joke, man. I'm sorry. I can't take him seriously anymore. I can't. I, I will not take him seriously unless he wins a championship. Until period. he gets a singles title yes. run. Yes, I that can't. That is the I day can't. I will take him serious. Other than yeah. that, he's a joke. Forget about it, man. I don't yeah. care about tag team. He, no, that's a joke. You want tag team with a freaking 10-year-old. Right. And then with Seth Rollins, which we knew that was a placeholder, it was the only reason they did that was to make that matchup. Oh, this is the first time ever that two tag team partners are fighting for a world championship. No, I I don't. I don't care about that. I don't. And then he lost that matchup in in a ridiculous fashion, too, against Seth, which is like, okay, he does a, a splash from the top. And then he can't beat Seth with that. And Seth does the curb stomp and beats him. No, come on, guys. Just just stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. Give this man a title run or just, I don't know. It was definitely some some missteps in, in this yeah. match. And, right. so, and it definitely yeah. didn't pick up to in, until, the until, until the end, man, with Keith Lee. So let's talk. Let's just jump to that. Yeah. Man. Let's talk we, about We can go straight Lee. to that. Yep. Yeah. So so it, what was, it was um, Ciampa, Keith Lee, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins in there. They were like the final four people. So you had a Team NXT with two guys, and then you had Raw and SmackDown, each with their captains basically still in the matchup. And by the way, Roman Reigns was responsible for for, uh, Baron Corbin's elimination, which was actually, I kind of like that moment, even though logically it was kind of weird. Because he's he's getting his dumbest captain ever. I'm sorry, I'm just going to point it out. Dude, you're dumb. First of all, you're on SmackDown last week talking about we're going to open up the doors and we're going to whoop everybody ass coming through. I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> that's stupid. You're stupid I'm for sorry. thinking like that. Even even Barry Cohen called him out like, that's the stupidest plan I ever heard. <laughs> and he was right. I mean, Corbin was right on that one for sure. Man. Oh, man. So it, it was it was those guys. And uh, yeah, Ro- Roman helped uh, uh, Champa beat his own teammate Baron Corbin. Hits him with a with a spear. Leaves Champa to go ahead and get the get the pin on Corbin. So that was yeah. It was it was stupid. It was. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it, but I'm like, dude, this yeah. Is that's <laughs> that's how. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. That's but and one small note too that I want to get in before we talk about the final four mm-hmm. was uh the Champa Randy Orton moment real quick because oh, you know those two guys they do have their similarities as well. Like do. I love know, Randy. That, by the way, I love Randy Orton how. He just kind of slithered into the ring real slow. <laughs> and then Chompa had his back turned and he finally turns yeah. around slow and like, oh. He noticed him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I see you back there. <laughs> and Randy's hey, like, okay. Yep, yep. 
And it was right after Ciampa had done that DDT off the ropes, which Randy Orton does as well. Yeah. So that was kind of another cool, like, connection made real quick and story element. Like, okay, you know, we both do the same move. We both have similar traits, you know. Like, they, they, they are, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Like, Ciampa is basically NXT's Randy Orton, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's high praise, you know, saying that. Because Randy Orton is, I mean, that's my guy. But, yeah, Ciampa, in, in that moment, I was like, yeah, I do see the similarities. Holy crap. Like, okay. Like, so, great moment. Great moment for those two guys. And Ciampa tried to do that DDT to Randy Orton. He did. He oh, him I for started a getting giddy, boy. I was like, yeah. oh, he's going to hit him with it. <laughs> he gonna, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, just great moment for those two guys. Um, so, like we said, the, the final four, it was uh, Ciampa, it was Keith Lee, it was Roman Reigns, and it was Seth Rollins in the ring. And there was kind of a shield, somewhat of a shield reunion moment yeah, that had happened for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they were going to do the power bomb to Tommaso Ciampa, but Keith Lee went in with the save, um, stopped that from happening. Um, yeah, and then from there, why don't you kind of break down some of this uh, action that that came about when with these with these four guys uh talking about the table spot yeah the table spot and then just from there like just how how we went i'm trying to get you in there to to do a little bit of a breakdown for us oh yeah man so when they was getting ready for that you know shield power bomb this is when keith lee comes in for the save and you know this is when i think i believe things really picked up for Keith Lee, you know, and they kind of showed, well, to me, this is kind of telegraph what Vince thinks of Keith Lee. Cause I'm like, man, he is getting a lot of TV time, like a lot. Cause I think about last week, uh, Monday night raw, he had that, he had that spot with, uh, no, it wasn't. Who was it with? Braun. Braun. But was that was that on, Monday Night Raw? Oh, no, the, SmackDown. SmackDown. That was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. Uh, and then it was Monday Night Raw. Well, what's his name? Ivar now? Ivar? Oh, yeah, Ivar. Yeah, yeah. And they both did their, you know, their uh, over-the-top rope yeah. moves, which was great. I'm like, oh, man, bro. I'm like, Vincent, man, it's kind of showing this dude love. Like, going off the air, this is the last thing you see. So I'm like, I'm like okay, okay. And then now... You see Keith Lee, you know, he coming in for the save. You know, they try to do the whole shield reunion. Uh yeah, Seth and Roman Reigns. Yep. You know, basically tag teaming on Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa getting eliminated by Seth Rollins. Of course, he's gonna get booed because of that. Yeah. He got booed. It was a combo. It was Superman Punch. Superman Punch. Curb Stomp. Curb Stomp. It was. It was. And then you got Keith Lee on the outside. He finally, because I believe he was kind of knocked out. And he pops up from ringside. And you had Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in the ring looking at Keith Lee. And Keith Lee finally walking, making his way up to his corner. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go, man. Keith Lee, last man, last man standing. And the crowd, too, was behind Keith Lee. Yeah. Because you could kind of feel like, all right, maybe. Feel the energy, man. Yeah. The crowd was. Roman and Seth were looking at each other like, okay, we could team up beat Keith Lee and then settle this between us, right? Like, that was the feeling that you had. And Keith Lee is coming in is like, okay, he's the outsider here. So he's he's in a way the underdog in this situation. 
So the crowd is really like, you know, Keith Lee, Keith woo, Lee, woo. Keith Lee. Woo. Yeah, and they start yeah. chanting his uh, bask in his glory. Yeah, you glory, yeah. Some of the fans like doing the composing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, doing the chants. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome, bro. I was, yeah. It just made me like, man, I wish I was there. I wish yeah. I was there. For that moment, <laughs> especially, yeah. 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 Yup. And then I probably, well, I probably seen one of the greatest moments from Keith Lee eliminating Seth Rollins. Oh. That with the so jackhammer, well, modified jackhammer. Yeah. And seeing that one, two, three, and I jumped up. I jumped up with joy. I'm like, bro, Vince McMahon just gave this dude the biggest blessing. Mm-hmm. You just pinned like the face of Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Rollins, and he he, he gave you that, and then he's going to give you some time to face off Roman Reigns mm-hmm. in the final. And that was crazy, too, man. Like, you know, him going back and forth, he's going for that, uh, what was that? A 360 spin move kick he does. Oh yeah. Roman Reigns dipped. He came with the, came with the uh, basically the Superman punch, and he came with another Superman punch. And you're thinking like, okay, he's going for this pin. Keith Lee kicks out of it. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, cool, cool. And then uh, I think he went for one spear. I'm like, oh my god, it's over. And he kicks out real close too. And I think the ref actually botched that on the third because his hand actually hit the three but I'm seeing it now yeah, yeah his hand looks like it actually did hit and didn't but Corey Keith Graves kind of point that out yeah yeah but Keith Lee kicked out on the two though but even okay. though the ref hit three yeah because you can see they because I'm watching right now they do the replay he kind of kicks out but the ref still hits the three count yeah but he's you know the refs did say okay you know hey it didn't count he did you know he did kick I out. actually like that because even though his hand hit like it's it's he kicked out so he saw that I think that honestly could happen more yeah. where uh, instead of referees just like holding their hands up, which kind of makes it sometimes look like, oh, he he's trying not to hit. Like if he just goes ahead and hits his hand, you know, on there, like, yeah, you could you could. It's it controversy. But if you look at the replay, his shoulder was up. Yeah, so it was I, up. I like clearly that. it felt real. Yep. And then you see Roman Reigns in the corner, you know, he's getting ready for us going to do his uh, spear. Doing his ooh-wah, you know, and Keith Lee slowly getting up, kind of kind of out of it. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So right here, I, t- I turned to my brother and I said, okay, this it's going to be a spear into a spirit bomb. Keith Lee is about to win this match. One, two, three. That's exactly what I said. I said, I, I like, oh, my God, Keith Lee is going to win this damn match. This is going to be amazing. Spear Bro, into a spirit bomb. When one, he two, hit three. that spirit bomb. And yes. I must have jumped out out of my seat when he hit it. I'm like, oh, and I'm singing with, and I'm going with the crowd. One, two, here we go. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. I'm like, oh my God. And then Keith Lee, I'm like, he's going for his uh, patented moves off from the second rope. And when, as soon as he didn't hit, I'm like, yep, here we yes, go. Let's wrap it over. up. Wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun, though. It was a good match. I understood the reason why Roman Reigns was going. I did say, SmackDown was going to win this. You did. You I did. did. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right, I get it. And it was a good show for Keith Lee. Like, man, he didn't. He lost strong. Yeah. He sold that spear too. Like he yeah, did, like did. A, a well, like a almost not a 360, but he kind of backflip for Roman Reigns a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So he gave it a little extra extra sell for that. So I appreciate that. And he made Roman Reigns look good, and Roman Reigns made look Keith Lee look good. He made him look legit. 
He did. It was a great show of respect at the it end was. there, too. You know, Keith Lee did the bow to Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns gave him the shield fist bump, and then Keith Lee went and, re- you know, bumped fists with him as well. So, yeah, man, just great showing for Keith Lee overall in this situation. I mean, and this goes to your your point. So we've been talking about, like, oh, you know, is Keith Lee going to gonna make that, that move, you know, to the uh to, to raw or to smackdown you know with because he just had this such a superstar moment it seems like vince mcmahon really must respect keith lee man to give him all this and my hope and i think your hope the same is that he stays on nxt yeah just because he has so much still to offer he's never won a championship in nxt so it'd be nice to see him do more in nxt before he would move on um but you could see the respect he has and yeah if he let's say he's in royal rumble you know Huh. You'd be surprised if he won the Royal Rumble at this point with with this moment, right? Like yeah. that would be crazy, bro. That crowd but, was hot for him to win too. Yeah, like he hit that spirit bomb. It was a high ass spirit bomb too. Like man, Roman Reigns got up there and he hit it, and you see the crowd like counting. And he was like, "Oh man, is this really about to happen?" Yeah, and you know, unfortunate, you know, it didn't happen, but it was still a great. It was a great visual though to me. It actually kind of feels a little bit like the beginnings of Kofi Mania, you know? Because uh, Kofi kind of had that similar thing where yeah. with the Elimination Chamber matchup. Yep. He had such a great showing, and then he almost won, and the crowd was real hot for him, and then he lost. But then everyone's, like, still wanting to see Kofi, you know, get that moment. So, you know, maybe this is something that Keith Lee uses to build towards, you know, a big, whether it be with Adam Cole in NXT or whether it be with one of these guys on Raw or SmackDown. Um, you know, I think with the current landscape of everything, I feel like, you know, on SmackDown, since the Phoenix champion, probably not. Um, I think on Raw, you know, with what's going on there, I, I just don't quite see it. Um, but with Adam Cole, I could see it. I could see it. I could see him versus Adam Cole for that NXT championship and, you know, him potentially being that guy to beat Adam Cole. But there's so many other things too. There could be a rematch with Roman Reigns, you know, maybe that they do. Yeah. Um, you know, with with because you never know. Vince might might have loved that that match between him and Roman mm-hmm. Reigns in the final few yeah. minutes of the elimination match for yeah. uh, Team SmackDown Team NXT. He might like, man, I might have to bring this back somehow. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But man, it just such a, a star-making performance for Keith Lee. Uh, great moment for Roman Reigns, too, because I feel, you know, there, there's a little bit of fear for Roman getting a win like that over someone that, you know, the crowd is is, is really behind. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be the moment where they turn on Roman Reigns completely again, you know, just because he beat the, the wrong guy. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like the crowd actually took this pretty well. You know, they were they sad did. for Keith Lee, but they did respect Roman's win. And, you know, the show of respect, too, I think helped. So uh, yeah, I felt. I didn't good shit for- on it, man. Like I, yeah. I enjoyed the finish, even even though Roman went over. I under, I get that. I'm like, cool. I get it, man. Like, yeah, Keith Lee still got the love. He did. Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, I was fine. I was fine with the finish. I was. I was fine with it too. Yeah. I was fine. Oh with yeah, it. shout out to Matt Riddle, man, because that dude was enjoying himself at Survivor. Oh Series. yeah, he was having a ball at Survivor <laughs> Series, bro. He was doing the Walter chant. Yes, you know? yeah. Then they did the Riddle chant. Oh, they did the spear Riddle, and the jackhammer. Yeah, <laughs> Riddle man. Yeah. You think that would actually happen if Matt Riddle against Goldberg? <sighs> yes, I think so. <laughs> I think this is gonna happen. 
I really do. I think Goldberg will do it for the right amount of money, yeah. and Riddle will do it for free. He, oh, yeah. Like, he, I, I, I really he's think just that trolling this, Goldberg all yes, the time. Yes, he is. And I think it just has to yeah. happen. And now you got now, the Riddle chance, like, in the Goldberg cadence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And now, now, here's the thing, though. I feel like Goldberg for sure is going to end up going over in that matchup, but I feel like that would be wrong because Riddle clearly, I think Goldberg is passed way well past his prime. I think we all see that. So Riddle should win, but I, I don't think Vince would ever do that. So he, will, he, he just, protects his veterans. Right. So I, I'm kind of torn on, on even wanting to see that necessarily, but I do think it'll happen. Yeah. I, I think it would happen Maybe down like oh, shit. It could happen at WrestleMania. Like, oh don't be God. surprised. Yeah, don't be surprised, true. man. Great like point. Matt Riddle, like we need your services for WrestleMania against Goldberg. You know, <laughs> I'm like I'll be down for it. I would, I, just, I would be. I just don't want to like a, a quick three minute match. Squash man. Exactly. I would be yeah. pissed. Like yeah. something similar to Kofi Kingston. Like one one spear and that's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. That would be terrible. It would. It would. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, man, that was great. Like you said, shout out to Matt Riddle for just having a whole lot of fun. Yes. You know, just just as much as as we did for just most of the ending of this matchup, I would say, you know, he had that much fun throughout the whole thing through the the shittier parts of the match as well as the good parts. He, you know, he was there entertaining. So that he was definitely a bright spot in this matchup for sure. Most definitely. Um, yeah, man. So, like I said, I didn't really like the matchup for most of it, but that ending note was great. Yeah, that ending was great. Was Keith Lee, just his showing was awesome. Roman Reigns getting the finish like that was was totally do was was acceptable. Really loved that. But Keith Lee beating Seth Rollins, man, that really was like I think that's wow. the reason why I was fine because he beat Seth Rollins. He loses, but he loses Roman. Okay, that's fine. But you you took out Seth Rollins though. Hey. Yeah, I just thought, like I said, the eliminations, like Walter getting eliminated the way yeah. he did, that just kind of made me feel a certain type of way about the matchup for for a long while. Like oh, I was yeah. just like, what what just happened? And then you see some of the other eliminations, you're like, what? Why are we doing this like this? Because yeah, he's your WWE UK champion. Yeah, yeah. And to so. get to get eliminated in that quick fashion, yeah, yeah, it was it was annoying. It was annoying. All right, so let's move on from that and go to this WWE Championship matchup that I did not want to see at all because I knew what was coming. I was pissed I was off actually... about this match. I was pissed so off during I... this match. Well, well, wait, we'll talk about it. So Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio for the WWE Championship. No holds barred. So, yeah, man, you just had a strong reaction to it. So why don't you talk about it, man? What, right. what, what I... got you feeling that way? Because... I got suckered in to Ray, Ray Mysterio was going to win. I got suckered in, damn it. And I didn't think it was because I said, like, Brock is, is not going to lose. But somehow, Ray, with the ability to, to sucker me in, you know, because during the match, you know, because there's, there's no host bars, no disqualification match, so anything goes. And he had that metal pipe. And, you know, his sons gets involved. And because of that finish... I'm thinking like, oh my God, it, it can happen. Like he, he was hitting with the metal pipe, and then I think his son Dominic hit him with the frog splash, and then 
Which was a great moment, actually. I'm gonna, I'll give it. Oh, that. the double six one nine before the frog, frog. Yes, flash. just yes. father and son doing moves together. First of all, it started with the low blows. Oh, so yeah. you had uh, Rey Mysterio hit Brock Lesnar with the low blow, and then Brock is like, you know, writhing in pain, and he kind of stumbles over to Dominic, and then Dominic gives uh, Brock Lesnar the low blow. So you get that, and then he's up in the ropes, and then they get the double six one nine going. Dominic runs to the the corner, goes up to the top. It's a frog splash, a pretty dang good frog splash from Dominic, you know, for somebody who's just still training. Like, that was awesome to see. And then followed up by his father, Rey Mysterio, who delivers a frog splash as well. And then, like you said, I mean, to, yeah. they had me for a the, split they second. Both, they both get on him to pin him. Like, Rey Mysterio, they, yeah. get on He tells his son, get on me, get on me, so we can get him yeah. down. And I'm counting like, oh, my God, he's about to win. And he, and he kicks him like, oh, my God, I can't believe I fell for that. I was pissed off. I'm like, I can't believe I fell for that. Oh, man. <laughs> man. I look, there was there was no part in the match that had me feeling like, okay, this was gonna happen. But for that split second, except for that split second, where Dominic got held his father down, held Rey Mysterio down on Brock Lesnar. They both piled up on him. There was that one moment I'm like, wait, what's happening right now? What's going on here? You know, like, what, what is about to happen? Yeah. And then he kicked out. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And then sure enough, it was it was over from there. Dominic just, you know, gets German suplexed, you know, from gets picked up basically because he goes from to the Sunbuckle to try to do something. Yep. And Brock Lesnar picks him up, just throws him across the ring. Then he goes to Rey Mysterio, who jumps off of the turnbuckle. He gets caught, caught in the F5. Me. Perfect <laughs> position for the F5. And Brock Lesnar just <laughs> flings him like a toy like, on the ground. Done. One, two, three. I was like, yep. As soon as yep. he kicked out, I'm like, yep, here we go. That's, that's so all great. I needed to see, that one kick out from Brock to just, just pull me done. back into reality. <laughs> and let me see the, the typical Brock Lesnar finish. Exactly. So, I mean, that was really it. It was, again, I thought it was a, a brief, cool moment for Ray and his son to share the ring oh, yeah, and man. to almost get that three. They got like a two and three quarters of a pinfall attempt. So they, they, they definitely got me, though, man. I didn't think yeah. they would. I'm like, but they did. I'm like, hold on. What the hell is going on? Are we about, to, is Ray about to get the title for real? And, but... Nah, he, he kicked out, you know. So what if he would have won? Would you have been like, yeah, you know, you would have been excited for that? I would have been excited, man. It would have been a great moment. Father, son, and, you know, Dominic getting his revenge because he's been literally getting his ass whooped, handed to him by Brock, and he finally gets his revenge and, and gets to see his father become WWE champion again. You know what I'm saying? So it, it would have been a great it would have been a great moment, man. The crowd was hot for it too. Like you see the crowd counter like what? Yeah. Two. And then when Brock, you know, kicked out, everybody was disappointed. Couldn't believe that, bro. See, for me, right from the beginning, this match had me pissed off because as soon as Brock Lesnar did not hit an F5 on Ramister right away, <laughs> I thought, well, he's already lasted longer than Kofi Kingston. That's exactly what I what I thought. Yeah. What I said. I said it out loud too to my brother. I'm like, man. He, he, this is already terrible because, you know, Rey Mysterio, you know, all the respect in the world. But, you know, the way they just did Kofi, yeah, you should end the same way then. Like, that that should just be the standard. Well, the way you look at Brock Kofi, Lesnar but look him. at this. When Kofi, when the bell rung, Kofi straight up charged at Brock, which you should never do. But what did 
uh, Ray Mysterio do. He completely, he immediately went outside the ring to get that metal pipe. So, okay. Yeah. So you got to look at the story between it and like, you know, different strategies. I'm still mad. I'm still mad. I'm still bitter. <laughs> I'm still bitter. This whole Kofi thing yeah. just got me all pissed off. So, But I was yeah. off by my prediction. Though. I said, even though Brock would win, I said six minutes. So I was off by one minute. He won in seven yeah, minutes. It lasted a little bit longer yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Seven yeah. minutes. <laughs> by one minute. One minute. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> well, that, that's a that's a Brock Lesnar match for you. So yeah. that, that's it. Typical so Brock, Brock Lesnar retains. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and uh, we'll, we'll in the aftermath of of Survivor Series, we'll talk briefly about some things that happened with Rey Mysterio. So we'll get into that briefly here in a little bit. Uh, but we are at the time of the main event. So we had the triple threat with three women's champions. We had the NXT champion, Shayna Baszler, versus the Raw women's champion, Becky Lynch, versus the SmackDown women's champion, Bayley. So this match, so a lot of what I've been hearing, and you echoed these sentiments, that you know the pay-per-view Survivor Series overall was solid, a lot of good matches, some hiccups. And as it went on, it kind of seemed to die out. And especially the main event here seemed to fall flat for a lot of people. Um, I enjoyed the match for what it was. I felt that it was slow. And I felt like, you know, it's a long pay-per-view. So that typically has been happening in main events as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like all three women were solid, but were not as sharp as I've seen them be. I feel like Shayna Baszler, I have no complaints with her. I feel like with Becky... You know, she she tried to keep it, you know, entertaining a little bit. But I don't know. I just felt like Becky wasn't really fully Becky. I just I don't know. There was something missing with her. And I actually think Bailey, you know, playing that part of like, you know, oh, she's scared and she's a little bit, you know, feeling like Shayna's intimidating or Becky's about to get her. But then it was almost like she was tricking them into thinking she was scared. And then yeah. she would go in and, and yep. pull off a move. Like I thought Becky actually, or Bailey, I should say actually was the best in this matchup overall. I think she made it the most entertaining by telling that story, you know, like playing off the fact that people were underestimating her and that they should, you know, that maybe she was scared of them, but then using that to her advantage. So shout out to Bailey. I thought, for being the best part of this matchup overall. But, you know, Shayna, like I said, I think Shayna did her thing. I think Becky was the one that, you know, I don't know. I felt like I was wanting more from from Becky Lynch overall. And we didn't quite get that. And overall, I do see how some people saw that this match felt a little bit flat. But I did enjoy it overall. I did, you know, want to just, just, just accept it for what it was and just like live in the moment and just say, hey, man, this is this is kind of a cool moment that we're seeing with Shayna, with Becky, with Bailey all in the ring together. Yeah. Like I just kind of appreciated it for what it was, even though I can see what people were saying with it falling a little bit flat. But it, I thought it was overall a acceptable match overall. And I was happy with the finish, like the finish of this matchup, having yeah, Shayna win. Baszler yeah, that was winning this match. Wow. Like that was really cool. And with no interference from Ronda Rousey, which is another thing where I feel like it did kind of fall flat because I think a lot of people were anticipating uh, more than I thought. I think that because now that you break Ronda, that down, I think that was the issue. Like I'm I'm expecting something big towards the end. For the main event, especially. Yeah. That they're yeah. going to save this match for the main event. Yep. Yeah. You're thinking – 
oh, well, then Ronda Rousey is coming in. And again, I've been I've been talking to people. I've been listening to podcasts and I'm hearing a lot of people were expecting that. And when we made that the prediction and we were saying, yeah, the elephant room is will Ronda Rousey show up? I wasn't thinking a lot of people were thinking about Ronda Rousey. That was just me kind of being like with the rumors that had been around about Ronda Rousey potentially coming back. And then this match gets set up and this is the poster. This is like the like when you brought that up, I'm like, oh, man, Ronda Rousey showing up then. This is happening. Yeah. And yeah, for it not to happen, I'm like that. Damn, that was a missed opportunity. If she's if she's ready and they chose not to do this, then, yeah, it was definitely a misstep. But what what were some of your thoughts on this matchup? I I think you you hit it on. You hit it out the park with that one, man. It it was basically just uh, it was definitely a slower pace. So. It, it was definitely hard for me to get into it. Uh, nothing, nothing against the ladies. It was just, I, I don't know, man. It, it seemed maybe because the match before with the whole Ray, you kind of had the excitement with that, and maybe Ray had the possibility of almost winning, and then you go from excitement to all right, a much slower pace, and and then you're expecting Ronda Rousey to show up, and that didn't happen. All you just have is. You know, Shayna winning, but after that, it was just another spot with Becky Lynch being pissed off, and you know, hey, this is my effing house. And I'm like, you know, it's it didn't really do anything for, for me for that though, for Becky Lynch yeah, that all. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't like that. Yeah, I actually didn't like that. Yeah, because you lost. Yeah. So yep. what are you talking about? This is your house at this point. Like you lost the match, so it seemed like a cheap way to just have her standing tall at the end of the show. Versus the person who actually won the match. Yeah. Like, it just felt a little bit goofy. You felt like a sore loser. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it yeah. felt like. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like, like you might have not, you, okay, you're not the one that got pinned or submitted, but you was taken out. Yeah. Still lost, even though it was a triple deck, still lost. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I would have preferred Shayna Baszler just being, you know, that being the final shot. That her holding her title, standing on that table above Becky Lynch and keep it at that. And plus, I feel like this is a storyline that doesn't pay off now because you have Becky Lynch doing that. Okay, so does that mean that we're going to get Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler at the next pay-per-view? You know, at TLC, is that going to happen? No, they're not going to do that because now they're just going to probably go back to, you know, Raw, SmackDown and NXT doing their own thing. Versus any kind of crossover, like the the whole invasion and brand supremacy thing is done. Yeah. But then you just add this little bit. I mean, the only thing would be you can use this in a future storyline where if Shayna Baszler does decide to move on to to Raw, um, you could have her challenge Becky and say, "I didn't forget what you did to me." You know, at Survivor Series, so I'm getting payback right now. Um, I think that's the way to make that pay off. Yeah. But we won't see that for for a little bit. I don't think. Um, so yeah, I, that that's why I was just like, eh, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really care for that yeah. that ending. I think that was the misstep right there. Was the ending like maybe you could have got the crowd back if uh, Becky Lynch was the one that took the pin or got choked out? Maybe she could have got choked out, not even tapped. You passed out. That's cool, and you still looking strong. You know, kind of you could have been talking mess, whatever. Like you, like you, you think you're gonna win, whatever, and you're slowly fading away. It could have been a good visual, like, man, like Shayna Baszler just choked out Becky Lynch. Everybody could have had a shock face. Because when you think about think about Bailey getting submitted, I think a lot of people expected Bailey to take the pin or be yeah, submitted. Yeah, that was expected. Yeah, so that was underwhelming right there. 
So I, I think that was the misstep right there, too. So if we're not going to have Ronda Rousey get involved, then switch up the ending a bit then. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, it was that was too predictable. Yeah. You know that. And and kind of a you you kind of buried who came in as the the quote unquote weakest link of that match, you know, from because they've been building the hell out of out of Becky Lynch. And Shayna Baszler has been such a dominant uh, uh, force on NXT. But Bailey is the one who, yeah, she's been fighting for legitimacy. Yep. And then she loses this matchup. Like, okay, that did nothing for her. Uh-huh. If anything, it kind of just made her yeah. even weaker than what she yep. already was. They were saying, because, you know, we all said, like, you're you're not relevant, you know, because in, in their promos, you know, they kept on saying, like, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a keep an eye on, on Bailey, but right. you're my main focus. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So, yeah. Bailey's a non factor, but look at that finish. Like, yeah, she really is a non factor. Yeah. Based off of that. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks because, like I said, I do feel like, in terms of who had the best performance in the matchup, I actually give it to Bailey. You know, because again, from a storytelling perspective, I think she did the best job of, of, of being her character and telling her story that she is this person that they're not respecting that they are overlooking and so and that they think is weak so she played into it at times and kind of you know at times would say seem like okay she's scared but then she would use that to lull them in a false sense of security and then get an advantage you know and i thought it was great and then she was vicious at times in this matchup too so i really loved what i saw i mean so for from her perspective i think it would it sucked to see her then get the get you know submitted you know, versus one of the other two getting pinned or whatever, because usually those two don't tap out to anything, Shayna and, and Becky, that is. Um, but, yeah, it would have been more, to your point, um, uh, more purposeful or just a better ending to have Shayna having beat Becky to then, you know, if you weren't going to have Ronda. In, I mean, if you, if you did have Ronda there, I still think that was the that was the person to take the loss yeah. was Becky Lynch. Because I know Ronda, you know, not Ronda, but I know Shayna won. And, you know, you can say, hey, I beat the SmackDown Women's champ- Championship, Women's Championship. But I'm like, did, did did that really do anything for you, though? Yeah. You know, for beating Bailey, Like, it could have really did something for you to beat Becky. Yeah. I mean, I guess it does still do something for her because in this matchup that was the main event, she stood tall. And she won a matchup that consisted of both Becky Lynch and Bailey, two of the four horsewomen of WWE. So I, I hear what you're saying that of the two, it would have been a much better, much more meaningful win if it was Becky Lynch. But I think the fact that she that she won, and you know, if you look at Wikipedia and if you look in the record books, it'll show that in a match that consisted of Bailey, Becky, and Shayna, Shayna was the one that won. You know, so I think that it does still do something for her. It helps her a little bit because she was the champion who stood tall and, you know, she represented NXT and NXT overall won the night and she was part of the reason why. So I do think it was positive for her. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I agree with you that it would be more meaningful had it been had it been Becky Lynch. Yeah, because, you know, because she's the face of, of the company, you know, and then, you know, Bailey's just just the SmackDown Women Championship. And they're still trying to build her to, to remain relevant, I guess, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, and, and the, I have the match running right now, too, and I'm looking at it. And even Becky, because I, I did make the comment that, 
you know, I felt like Becky, I wanted more from Becky. And as I'm watching the matchup, I feel like Becky did put in some good work, man. I mean, her working here, I'm seeing it, man. Like she worked a great pace, you know, and she was the, the, um, she was trash talking and she had a lot of energy. So I don't, I don't even think it was her wrestling. I think it was more so just the whole Ronda Rousey factor. If I'm just being honest mm. about it, the fact that Ronda wasn't there, I feel like that was, it was looming over this matchup and it didn't happen. And it just felt like a letdown. And with the match, you know, at times, you know, the pace did slow down, you know, and it being the last match after so many matches. And right after that emotional moment with Ray and his son, like you said, yeah, there was just it was just kind of a, there was a lot of elements that caused the letdown at the end, um, you know, which sucks because the women are overall, you know, we talk about it. They are the brightest spot right now in WWE. Yeah. You know, but for this type of match to happen, if you're a casual fan, you'll be like, are you you guys sure about that? Because look at this main event, man. Like it kind of fell flat, whereas, you know, all the other matches were were better than this. So I don't know. It's it, it kind of sucks. But. Um, and I think, so taking that, we've already said that now looking at the way that they ended it in the last shot of, of Becky Lynch standing tall, but she's the one that lost. It's like, does she even need that moment? You know, couldn't you just give that to Shayna Baszler to help just solidify the NXT win and put NXT over and put Shayna over, you know, versus having Becky Lynch stand tall just because she's the, the face of the company. Like, it just seemed cheap. It just seemed like a cheap way to end it. It did. You know, typical WWE booking, lazy booking right there. You know, yeah. that's what I believe. Because, you know, because I, you know, I, I give Shayna Baszler kudos too. you know, just competing in a War Games match, too. Like, so mm-hmm. for her to win, you know, even though she lost, but you got to think about that's the story that she's been she was in this crazy match but she was able to pull off a win which was cool I just think like you know to me I just felt that win just felt a bit flat because you pinned the wrong champion or not pinned but you submit the wrong champion submitted because everybody thinks you can submit fair enough yeah 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 Yeah. that's fair enough man I I, I see your point remember you had a face to face with with, uh, Becky. Becky And you told her like you're gonna you're going after her exactly pin or tap her or, or tap or snap her yep so yeah to not have it be her after she promised it would be her I mean yeah she's a heel so I guess you could say well okay she's not gonna stick to her word she wants to win no matter what but yeah it would have been a lot stronger if it she actually would have kept to that and actually pinned or submitted uh, Becky mm-hmm. yeah I agree I agree with you. Um, so yeah, but at the end of the day, NXT rolled both the both Raw and SmackDown. Just rolled. It was what four to two. It I was, think was the ending was, number. Yeah, because I, I was very close to predictions because I said yeah. it would be three. Because I didn't I didn't think they would put you know one of the matches. I, well, not I didn't think they'll count the pre-show, but they did. Right. So right. I, I just said, the only one you got wrong was the the tag team uh, the women's matchup the no the because you you picked because uh, the men it was the Viking Raiders that won and you picked on the speed of yeah yeah but in the, the women's too I, I said uh, Team Raw on the women's side would win but Team NXT, oh that's right yeah. that's right yeah 
Yeah. So, yeah, you were real close. You were real close. I think I had, let's see, what did I pick? Because I picked with you, I said the Undisputed Era, so I was wrong on that one. I said AJ Styles would win, and you said Rowdy, so I was wrong on that one. You got that one right. We both said Adam Cole was going to obtain his championship, whoever that was, so that was fine. The Fiend, Brock Lesnar, we both said that. Um, I said Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown. I think I said Team NXT was going to win that one. And then, uh, yeah, the women's one, we both said Shayna Baszler. I said Bailey if – so, which that was a thing I said – if nothing happened, if Ronda didn't come out, I thought Bailey was actually going to win the matchup. But I was picking Shayna Baszler overall just because I was sure Ronda Rousey was going to show up. But she didn't, and Shayna Baszler still won. So that was another one. But, um, yeah, man, just um, overall, though, just looking at the show. Because, yeah, this one, it, it's it had its ups and downs in terms of an overall pay-per-view. And the main event in itself had its ups and downs. But overall, I would say this was a, a actually a very surprisingly good card. Yeah, um, I still felt good at the end of the pay-per-view. I, I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. Um, I thought going into Survivor Series, I actually wasn't excited about it before um, NXT was announced as being a part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, once NXT I was thinking involved, about getting all getting tickets to the, the Ghost Seed Survivor Series right for the NXT right. uh, invasion angle. Exactly. So, you know, now with, with them with NXT involved and the way that the pay-per-view ended up going, man, like I think they did add so much. I hope this is something that going forward they continue on with. Um and yeah, just a, a solid show overall. A solid solid show. I mean, out of 10, I'd probably give it a uh man, I'd say uh I was gonna say an eight. Yeah, an eight sounds right. I, I was leaning between the seven or an eight, but I actually really enjoyed it. So yeah. I'll give it. I give it an eight. I give it an eight. Yeah, you I know? think that's fair. Yeah, because I got pulled in. I got sucked into some matches that you know, like that Brock. Yeah, I was pissed off. I can't believe they got me. Man, I felt I'm bad. surprised that one pissed you off so much because I, they I, got I, me, man. Because I'm thinking yeah. like I is I'm no way gonna believe Ray Mysterio is gonna pull this off, but yet. I'm in there getting suckered in just like I was just watching that match in it live at Allstate, getting suckered in with the crowd, counting with them, thinking Ray is going to pull off an upset. They had me for like half a second. And then I was like, yeah, nah, that was right. That's that. That's, back we're, we're back. Uh-huh. We're, yeah, we're back. We're back. I came back <laughs> as soon as Brock kicked. I'm like, okay, I'm back to reality. <laughs> But but fun matchup too. I, I that was one that I was like, man, if I could skip this, I kind of would because I know what's coming. But seeing it, I'm glad that you know I saw it and it was it was actually more entertaining than I thought it was it was going to be for me. So uh, that one too, man. Props to props to both guys. Props to the the booking of that match Hell to find yeah. a way to make it interesting. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Most definitely. So let's get into a little bit of the aftermath of Survivor Series here. Um, Seth Rollins. Let's talk about Seth. All right. So Seth Rollins had a town hall meeting with all of the the Raw locker room. He's in the middle of the ring. And, you know, he's saying, hey, well, first of all, the first kind of funny thing that happened was the CM Punk chants. Right. So they're chanting CM Punk. And, you know, he looks to the crowd. He's like, hey, I tried to get him here, but he doesn't want he doesn't want to come out here and face me. As a matter of fact, he's too busy hiding in the studio in Los Angeles to, you know, to come out here. So, you know, it is what it is. And I thought, wow, someone's actually acknowledging. I mean, granted, CM Punk is technically connected to the WWE, even though it's Fox he's employed by. 
Um, so mentioning him now, talking about him now is less taboo than it had yeah. been in years past. But it was still something to hear them actually hear Seth just address him. And that was actually ad lib because come to find out, Vince McMahon was not happy about that. I, hey, I mean, I could I could believe that yeah. for sure. Yep. I could believe that. Um, you know, because again, he's not employed by WWE, even though he's doing that show. He's employed by Fox, so it's still kind of a thing where he's not really a part of the company. Um, so, but yeah, I, I was like, wow, that's that's cool that they're you know Seth went there. Yeah. So I like that. And then Seth is saying, you know, they got dominated by NXT. And basically, everyone there, it's all their faults. Not his fault. <laughs> their fault. It's all your fault. You yeah. all sucked. Suck. Yeah. Is what he said. Oh, man. You all sucked. Um, he called out Randy Orton. He said, you were the weak link on my like, team. Damn. He called out Charlotte Flair. He said, and you call yourself a Flair. <laughs> he called out the AOP. He said, you weren't even there at the show. Like, like what were you guys he, at? What I need. What were you guys? Yeah, (laughs) talking about. Yeah, for the you always talk about violence for the sake of violence. Where were you at? They walked away. Uh, He called out Ray Mysterio. He said, "Of anybody, you let us down the most. Uh, Hell, I beat Brock Lesnar twice. You couldn't even beat him once. You had a metal pipe and your stupid son (laughs) and your stupid son. When he said stupid son, I'm like, okay, Seth is turning heel. What's going on here? When when he said that, that, I was in the middle of drinking some water. I literally spit that out and started laughing because I didn't expect him to say that. No. When he came, when he got on Rey Mysterio, he was like, man, Rey Mysterio, man, you let everybody down. You know? And he's like, I beat Brock Lesnar twice. You know? And you... You had a metal pipe and you're a stupid kid. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, what? What is happening? Uh, so, yeah, that, that was that was crazy, yeah. man. Like, Seth. As soon as he said that, everybody. he started getting asshole ch- chants. I was like, yeah. wow. That was, I was like, wow. He's definitely getting the heat. <sighs> yeah. And then Kevin Owens came in the ring and Seth was like, oh, oh and him. Yeah, Kevin Owens. Or should we call him Mr. NXT over here? <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then he's just like, I'm coming from a good place. I'm coming from a good place here. But you, what do you do, huh? You just show up. You just show up. What do you do? And so, you know, Kevin Owens has a microphone in his hand, too. I'm thinking, OK, is Kevin Owens going to say something? I'm really expecting the stunner, but I'm like, OK, is it, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? And sure enough, didn't say anything. Just hit him with a stunner, walked off. His music hits. Kevin, uh, Seth Rollins all pissed off in the ring. And then he's got, he has this interview with Charlie Caruso saying, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm trying to do what's best for the company. I'm trying to do the best for Raw. But Kevin Owens wants to do that. Well, I'm going to address that. He's going to learn the hard way, you know, how I'm feeling about this. We're going to have a match later on tonight. So, you know, they have the match later on in the night. And then AOP yeah. shows up. Mm-hmm. And AOP shows up. They come in the ring. They're looking at both Seth and Kevin Owens, who are across from each other at either either corner. And Kevin Owens gets up and slaps one of them. And so they proceed to go at him and just dis- destroy the Kevin Owens. Yes. Yeah, just, just dominate, thoroughly dominate. I think that like one of them like threw him in the air, and then as he came down, just kneed him in the face. I'm like, oh, my God. Devastating. Yeah. Devastating. It was it was a nice little beatdown for AOP. They had a nice night. They had a squash match earlier on too on um oh, what is Zach Ryder. Uh, yeah, yep. exactly. 
So they they squashed them, then had this moment here, and then after they beat up on Kevin Owens, they turned to Seth, and Seth got up. He's like, "What are you waiting for? Come on, come on!" <laughs> you know, like in his typical Seth yeah. voice, "Come on!" And then they look at him, and then they just kind of walk away. They turn away from him, and they leave. And so they left him alone. Uh, Kevin Owens in the middle of the ring. Perfect position, obviously, for the curb stomp. Yeah. And Seth Rollins goes, and he curb stomps him. He curb stomps him twice. Yeah. Kind of lift him up again, prop him up, mm-hmm. and went for the second curb stomp. Fit yep. him off. I was like, wow. Then he's yelling at him, too. He's like, I need you with me, Kevin. I need you with me. So... <laughs> This is interesting. I think this is interesting oh, overall for man, Seth Rollins. Bro. Um, what do you think of, of what you're saying? Do you see this as a true heel turn? I do. do you I see felt this like as this anything was, else? This, like, I felt like Vince body swap with Seth Rollins. And this was Vince in the middle of the ring getting on everybody about their performance mm. at Survivor Interesting. Okay. Like, you all sucked. <laughs> Randy Jordan. Because actually. Weakest link. <laughs> well, truth to that, right? Because I heard that Vince was not happy with Survivor Series overall. Really? I did not hear about that. Yeah. There's, there's again, on in rumors and reports yeah. and some podcasts, they were saying, yeah, Vince was not happy. That he was not happy with overall with how, how Survivor Series turned out. Which, I loved it. I mean, yeah. like we talked about, like I thought it was. A, I thought it was great. It was a good pay per view overall, 10. you know, and especially since NXT won overall. When we thought, you know, there was a small chance they could get squashed, and we just said eight out of ten, like you just said. So I thought it was great, but Vince I did not like it. So you know, there's really no details as to what exactly he didn't like, but that report is that he didn't like it. And just what you said, the body swap with Seth Rollins, it makes sense that, you know, Seth Rollins is going out there, you know, he's, he's Vince's guy. So he's towing the company line. That's Vince talking to them saying, yep, you all sucked. Yeah. So like when, when I heard about the town hall, I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. (laughs) And he just basically gets on everybody. Gets on Charlotte Flair. You call yourself a flair. You're a leader, right? And you call yourself a flare. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> you weren't even the last remaining yeah, member of your yeah, team. He's like, right. He's like, you weren't even the last one on the team. I'm like, damn, Seth just. Yeah. Yeah, he said, and he's getting on. Everybody suck. I'm like, what about the Viking Raiders? I'm like, that's what I thought. You guys don't count yeah, pressure. Same. Same. <laughs> what about them? They won. Yeah, they got the only win. The only, only win. win. You didn't even win. They won. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But the Ray Mysterio, really. And Ray, I don't know if you caught it, but Ray, when he's walking away, he's like, F you. But, like, you know, he went, he said it. I'm trying to keep it a little bit clean. But, yeah, I was like, ooh, okay. Like, the camera caught him saying it. You couldn't hear him say it. But he mouthed it to Seth Rollins because he's talking about his son. So I wouldn't doubt that, you know, Ray Mysterio's maybe feeling a little certain type of way of him calling his son stupid. So, yeah. Uh, even one. Randy Orton, man, like uh, when he kind of walked away, kind of doing yeah. a wanking position with his hand, yeah. called basically yeah. calling Seth Rollins a wanker or, or Jagger. Yeah. I'm like, oh, snap, yeah. man. Just Randy being Randy. He could do anything, man. He could do whatever. He's untouchable. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Dude. But I, I thought the opening segment was, was good. It was great. Overall, I thought it was a good Raw, too. 
Yeah, it was it was a strong Raw. I did I did think the same. There were a bunch of matches earlier on which was like, uh, I don't know. But like even the whole Rusev thing, this was probably the best it of the was, Rusev thing was. that we got, you know, with Rusev just going off and breaking the the uh what is it? The restraining order, you know, he's not supposed to get within a certain distance of Lana and he immediately just broke that within the first day of officially getting served that. We saw the video of that oh, on the yeah. show. Guy and then pretending to be a fan and he's like, I'm gonna get an autograph. <laughs> he's like, uh, this is you just got served. I'm like, oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and then he uh, they got up to the stage and he knocked Bobby Lashley off the stage through a table. Uh, the cops are out there. They're I think trying they to were using legit up. cops, too, man. Yeah, yeah, they look these cops look like the most legit cops, yeah. not the rental cops. Nah, or the, no, because you know, I seen the rose on their I uh, wanted the sleeves. So those are the Rosemont uh, police. Yeah. yeah. So they just look- let everybody know who who think, you know, all state is in Chicago. It's not. Every time they say it's Chicago, it's 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 in one of the Chicago land suburbs called Rosemont. So when I saw the police and I saw the Rose, I'm like, oh, they're actually using legit cops. And then one of the cops who was trying to hold Rusev, he was cracking a subtle smile too. I'm like, oh, these got to be legit cops because so one of these guys was just having a ball because he got yeah. He, yeah he did he's cr- not crack an actor. A sm- All right. <laughs> he can't hold it back. <laughs> He's like, right, these are not rented cops. They're the big blue shirts, you know, yeah. the one size fits all police shirts, you know. These are legit cops. Man. But man, when Rusev kicked the stanchion, the the that thing over onto Bobby Lashley, that one looked kind of crazy. I just kicking that over and it dropped hard the way it did. I'm like, man, Rusev I mean saying, they, they, I'm they back. I'm dude, back. Yeah. I'm back. I'm like, damn, Rusev. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. That that made Rusev look good there. I like that a lot. I like that that moment for him. So this whole Lana Rusev storyline, I've hated, but that moment right there for Rusev specifically, I did I did like yeah, that a lot because it, um, it finally showed Rusev definitely getting some revenge and you know you know finally being on top, getting the best of uh, Bobby Lashley. Finally, yeah, finally getting something. So that's good. So, and just another news too, Lana did resign. Uh, she did a multi-year oh, extension. Yeah. So kudos to her for that. Uh, Rusev still has yet to sign, they said. So I think he's, I think it's kind of just a formality at this point that he's probably going to resign since his real life wife did resign. I think they're just keeping it separate because of the storyline, honestly. Um, but we'll see because, I mean, I, there's always a small chance that Rusev is just like, nope, you know, I want to go somewhere else. I want to go to AEW or whatever, you know, if his contract's almost up to. I mean, we time. see it with John Moxley and, and uh, Renee Young. You know, they're in two separate companies. So, you know, it could happen here. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Most definitely, man, because if AEW do get Rusev, that is a big signing for them. Yeah, that'd be huge. That'd be huge. Um but now I don't want to go too far past the the Seth part because again I think uh, the question I had to you was do you do you think this is a true heel turn oh, for Seth yeah. or you do okay yeah because cool. this is you know he he think he's doing some good but in, re- in actual reality he's just doing bad I think this is a heel turn you know I, I think I mean, Vince McMahon been trying to fight this like you especially with the bad booking and now he's not fighting anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to turn you heel. And and we got it. He had the whole town hall meeting, you know, and mm-hmm. he got on everybody. He called Ray Mysterio's son stupid, you know what I'm saying? So come on. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I think 
bravo. This is awesome that yeah. if they're doing that with Seth because Seth needs this. You know, he was getting stale as a face, and I just don't you know, want all that the tweets goat and. <laughs> Damn it! Do not bring that goat laugh back. All right, I'm okay with it. I'm as long as we get heel Seth, whatever, man. He can't control that. I'm not gonna hold that against him. It's just his reaction. We'll That's the way we'll see. his heel persona laughs. I'm like, it's all fine. right, let me pay attention to this laugh. It's the goat laugh is changing. I'm like, see, I knew it. That was that was all a front. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, man. But I, I'm I'm genuinely interested in seeing what's going on with Seth and this heel turn and how they go about it and him thinking that he's doing good. That's a great villain, man. Like a lot of great villains, they just they're they're the heroes of their own story. Yep. You know, start off as the hero and you see yeah. become the villain. I mean, for those who saw, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, Thanos thought he was doing good by killing half the population, mm-hmm. man. Like, he thought he was in the right. right on the mission. Know? So, exactly. Yeah. So, it's just, it's just what typically and I, happens. And I feel like that's Seth, man. Like, you know, he gets on Twitter and talks about the best company. And so, when he actually said that, it felt like, you know, you know, he was putting some, some reality to that, man. I'm like, this, like, this is actually kind of real right here when Seth was saying that even though I felt like you know Vince McMahon did like a body swap but that still I still felt like that was you know uh, Seth Rollins too speaking from the heart yeah yeah that's definitely a Vince McMahon script you know like he just put those words in, in Seth's mouth for sure but Seth also embodies it too so it just makes sense that it's Seth yeah. that would deliver that as well what do you though so it is oh no go ahead, go ahead man no, I was just going to say, it just makes sense that it's Vince. Vince's words coming out of Seth's mouth, but when you hear Seth saying it, it just feels like Seth as well because of what he said on Twitter and what he said in different interviews. And just, you know, he, he seems to be towing that company line. So I believe it, you know, whether it's, you know, strictly coming from Vince or whether Seth was ad-libbing at all during that, yeah. it just felt genuine either way. What do you think? of Seth Rollins being a possible faction with AOP now. <laughs> the new J&J security basically yeah, yeah. was swolled up. Hell of update, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, ooh, that's, that's interesting because I kind of want to just see Seth on his own. Mm-hmm. Even as a heel, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see him in another faction because he's he, the shield. You know, like I just see him as a member of the Shield, and for him to have another faction, um, but he, in I, this I he'll probably, he'll be straight up leader though, because he in the, in the Shield faction that was like everybody was their own leader. You know what I'm saying? Right. He did his part, but here we're all on even. Right, right. Yeah. Here is just like you know, hey, I'm calling the shots now. Yeah, I got. I mean, I think I would have to see it, and I think it's something that I could see growing on me for sure. Um, I like, I mean, AOP is, is a strong tag team. They, I didn't like their, their whole promos in the back and them just sitting there just kind of talking like I wasn't. Yeah. But, but now them being as a part of a storyline and being, you know, up front and maybe being partner with Seth, maybe that does it for me. Like just thinking about it, Mm -hmm. I don't get super excited for that. Like, oh man, AOP and Seth Rollins. Like I'm not like geeked about it. Like it's not like it's something that, that it really gets me, but, um, you know, if done right, it could, it could potentially work. So it's just kind of like a wait and see, honestly, for me, you know, I, 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 it's hard for me to even say like, this is what I see for them. Um, especially, 
if I'm because right now I'm anticipating Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. If he has AOP with him, I think that kind of tarnishes that matchup a little bit. Like I just want to see them fight straight up and but you know have this heel sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it does make sense, but I think it just it does also kind of you know mess with their matchup. Like I don't know. But like you don't Jericho, want for people, instance with the you don't want the fans to start rooting for Seth again because he's beaten. No, they won't though. I think they I think they would like if we just keep it one on one. Kevin Owens. Yeah, well, I I could see that because if you just having these matches just all star five star matches like you can have you can get the crowd on your side. But if you yeah, but he has already though. Like that's what he has been doing all this time, and they've been booing him. Like Seth Rollins for all the 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 negatives that you know in terms of him on social media and everything, his wrestling hasn't gone down. Oh, no, you know, not at all. that's never been the problem. And he's been putting on like you know like great like at least his work rate, what he's done on his side of each match that he's been in. I feel like Seth Rollins has been at the top of the game, and he's been awesome. So it's so, but people have been booing him anyway because him as a person. I think they have a problem with what he's been saying. So if he has these one-on-one matches as a heel against Kevin Owens' face, I actually think right now, because it would just be happening now without so 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 soon after. I mean, people, it's still in people's minds the things that he's been saying. Yeah. So I think he can work as a true heel against a, a face Kevin Owens and still have that pure like face versus heel thing in a great matchup. I think that would be fine. Now down the road. He could potentially re-earn people's, you know, love and respect, you know, through this heel persona. That could happen. But I think right now, with it just happening, I think he would still be a heel, even if it's one-on-one, if it's a great match. I don't know, man, because, you know, I come to find out, like, some of these WWE fans are just fickle. So That's true. So that's why I believe, like, you you have to watch, you know, how how you do these one-on-one matches. You know, so I, I, that's why I believe, like, all right, put him in a faction. Let him be the the boss, the leader, the king of this faction. And then, like, if he gets some some wins in heel faction ways, let it, let him still get that heel heat. Let him still get that booze, man. So, you know, so it won't eventually down the line turn in those booze, turn into into cheers because he's putting on these all-star matches because he's keeping it one-on-one because that can happen, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look at look at I mean, because another thing we're going to talk about is AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio and here in a second, too. But AJ Styles is in a faction with with the OC. And, you know, with him, I feel like he regardless because he's AJ Styles, there's going to be people that cheer him, whether he's a heel or a face, you know, and him being in this faction. I don't think he automatically gets booze. You know, it's some of the things that he says while in the faction, like, oh, this town doesn't deserve, you know, this matchup, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Like, you know, those typical heel things that you could do to get immediate booze. But overall, he still gets those cheers. I think Seth really is just kind of stale in the minds of people right now and just immediately turning heel and then going against uh, Kevin Owens, who's super over right now, especially with when he, the way he oh, yeah, his teeth. yeah. Like it's gonna be hard for people to for Seth to then all of a sudden be getting cheered, you know, again in a matchup against Kevin Owens, regardless of what happens. Let alone being a part of a faction. I don't disagree with you that you know him being a part of a faction and cheating and all that would would get you booze. Like I think you're right there, 
But I feel like even if they didn't have him in the faction, just right now with how things are, where the the energy is for the crowd, I think that the the right now what the crowd wants to do is boo Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, most they definitely. Wanna they want to cheer Kevin Owens. Yeah, they yeah. want a reason to so, boo Seth. Yeah, exactly. And and turning him a heel, perfect. It's like it works. We get what we want. We get to boo him. But then not feel annoyed that he's trying to, uh, you know, appeal to, to us as fans. Like, no, we're pissed off. We're kind of irritated with you. So if we can boo and you're entertaining as a heel, you know, for a, a period of time. Yeah. Down the road, you could end up being one of those lovable. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I'm that, saying. That like, I think. But that's down the road. though. Yeah. And that's and that's what I'm saying. He needs to watch it with that, because like AJ Styles, he's an entertaining heel. Like in a, even in a faction, he's an entertaining heel. You know, he cracks subtle jokes. He calls, he calls uh, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, some mother, some mother lovers. You know, <laughs> so I get a kick out of that too. So I yeah. think that's the reason why, like, you know, people. That's why he's still. And he's AJ Styles too. Like, he's gonna get yeah. cheers regardless. But I think that's the yeah. reason why he, 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 you know, he doesn't get heavily booed because he's an entertaining heel. Uh, with Seth. I like entertaining heels too. Like I, I feel like I do, but those, it doesn't but have those to be sometimes turns into like like two months times. Here they go, they're a face because there are entertaining heels. Like I just want to, I, I want a true heel. Like not like I, I want to say I don't want to even use Barrett Corbin. I was gonna, I was thinking I was about watching Barrett Corbin as you were saying. Was, me catch myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I can't. I have to say, like Baron Corbin, man, he's a true hero. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He doesn't play the crowd. Maybe play. selfishly, I'm gonna say this, but I, as much as Seth Rollins sometimes has annoyed me with some of his things that he said, just being like so blindly loyal to WWE yeah. in the face of some of these like booking botches that we've seen for guys like Drew McIntyre and Asuka and Braun Strowman and the list goes on and on and on, right? Like, I'm still a fan of Seth Rollins. And I I do want to get to a point where I feel like, okay, I'm not so annoyed with Seth. And him being a face right now annoys me because he's trying to say, like, he's the good guy. He's whatever. But it's just, I don't know. I'm just annoyed and I feel like I need something different. So with him being a heel... Yeah. So it, like I feel like this freshens yeah. him up and if he becomes an entertaining heel, I actually would be really happy with that because I'm like, okay, now I feel like Seth is doing something one, he's doing something different. Two, he's not trying to be this like goody two shoes character, you know, and I can I enjoy just watching Seth Rollins and like, okay, if the crowd cheer like again, let's just take the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins matchup, right? I'm such a fan of Kevin Owens and I'm such a fan of Seth Rollins that if we get fans doing dueling chants with them because the fans are mixed, man, we haven't seen that in, in on Raw for a minute. Usually that happens on NXT mm-hmm. or it'll happen in AEW, but it doesn't really happen get, on Raw and SmackDown. Get it when much the fans anymore. are split, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I actually really love that. Like, have the let the fans kind of make up their own minds. Besides, and it doesn't instead have of to just be trying to. Force a dig- heel yeah, yeah. and force a face. Yeah, just let us decide that. That's true. And if if Seth Rollins like is becomes this entertaining heel and it's working and people, some people like it and some people still just can't get over what he said on Twitter. 
that's actually kind of cool because that creates like a buzz around these matches, you know, and like and and being there like like live at the at a show where you have that too is crazy. Watching it on te- on television is crazy. Feeling that energy from from the from the crowd there, like I just I want that. I want that for for WWE. So I think if that happens where Seth can become an entertaining heel, man, I think it's it's great then. So that's just that's just me though. That's just my take. Okay. Yeah, hey, I could definitely understand that, man. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, because I think about typical WWE fans or casual fans, it's just so yeah. fickle. Like, it's just true. It, like, they're you know one one you know one day this character is a heel, but since he's an entertaining heel, he becomes a tweener and then becomes a face. Like, I just don't want to see that. I want, I want Seth to be a heel for a while before we get there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. I mean, like you said, they they can be fickle for sure. I mean, and you know, Daniel Bryan, because we're saying that Daniel Bryan is where that a lot of that is coming from, right? Like he pointed that yeah. out the most of anybody the most recently, and uh, we're, we've seen it with him. You know that he he turned heel, and he did a great job of really trying to make people hate him Hell for yeah. a while. Yeah, but he's still Daniel Bryan. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still, it's yes. still hard. He tried. He tried to kill yeah. the yes movement. He tried, but here we are, and he's doing the yes chance again. You know, so yeah. Which also, you know, I'm gonna kind of diverge us a little bit. We still have not gotten the apology no. for Daniel no. Bryan from Roman nope. Reigns, and it seems like that storyline is dead. And we, you were, were specifically believing that Daniel Bryan, this was all a work that Daniel Bryan was going to turn on Roman Reigns and kind of, how do you, how, where are you at with that? Do you, have you finally given up? And oh yeah. I give it now. That, he, he already okay. did a yes chance. And now, you know, I'm tired of giving WWE too much credit, man. That's just, here we go with the lazy booking. Just forget about and yeah. forget about the storyline. Just end it. I'm like, it's just over with. Yeah. yeah. It could have been so that much big more. Was, like, I wanted a lot of substance with this, but it was just like, he teamed up the Roman, and that was it. Yeah. Your way was better. Your way, I would have been way more entertained by, enthralled by. That storytelling would have been brilliant just to have Daniel Bryan do this ruse and make Roman Reigns believe that he's changed and then him flip it and say, nope, you know, I just wanted to get in close. I wanted to to, to have to mess with you, get into your head, you know, and then you know, flip it around on you. And that's what I had to do. That was the one thing that I knew I had to do, you know, given my situation, like it would have been more. Interesting, exactly. But because the only yeah, reason they, why I they felt got like lazy that with it. is because when he had that, Oh, well not not when he had that, but I remember that he was supposed to have this big announcement, this career altering mm-hmm. announcement that never happened. Mm-hmm. Instead, we got these, uh, death attempts, murder attempts for, uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, Roman. And it was Reigns. Rowan. It had nothing to do with him. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Like Daniel Bryan was damn near in tears about whatever he was going to say. Seemed like he was getting ready. You know, he was really emotional yeah. about it. And, and all you all you heard was nothing. he said like, I, "I know what I have to do now. I know what I have to do now." And he never elaborated on that. On that. What was it? Right. What was what it? Was it damn it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will never know at this point. It's just going to be you know, just put that. With every other storyline that they just killed, you know, mid storyline, like, well, this isn't going anywhere. Like, there's, there's been so many. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, yep, it's over. It's just over. Um, so yeah, I just need, I just wanted to bring that up. But, uh, 
just to, to cap off this this whole recap, uh, let's talk a little bit about the United States Championship. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. we had Rey Mysterio, who was supposed to face, or not Rey Mysterio, sorry. We had um, Umberto Carrillo, mm-hmm. who was supposed to face off against AJ Styles um, for the United States Championship. And he just got destroyed by the OC, by Gallows and Anderson. So I mean, AJ Styles was, that, yeah, he's done, done and buried just like that. So we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, AJ Styles is like, well, I guess he's not going to be medli- medically clear to compete. <laughs> so, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I did like AJ Styles' response. <laughs> he was yep. like, it's so unfortunate. And that Southern's so, so unfortunate. So unfortunate. <laughs> I was like, wow. He's great. He's great. Then Ricochet is out there. He's like, it's, it's terrible to see how far you fall and like what you'll stoop to. Like anyone that even gets close to getting that belt, you just do this. So, you know, and AJ, you know, then he's challenging AJ Styles essentially for a championship matchup. And just like, I already beat you. I got nothing to prove. Like, no, no, you're not getting a title shot. No. So then, um, who was it? It was Randy Orton that came out yeah, next. Yeah. He's, he's like, you know, everybody here wants to see me go against you for the United States championship. So, you know, let's do it. And he's like, look, I've beaten both of you already. The last time we faced off in the ring together, Randy, it was at a bigger state, a bigger and better place, a better city than Chicago, which I was like, oh, damn. Come on, man. Come on, AJ. Don't do that to my city. I know. So, <laughs> but it was great, though. You know, it's AJ just living into that that heel persona. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. And it was entertaining. So it was great. So, you know, he shot down uh, Randy, shot down uh, Ricochet. And then out came Drew McIntyre. And he's like, man, you know, this place doesn't deserve it. This city doesn't deserve it. But how about for the first time ever, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship? Then what did AJ say? He tried to make some excuse or something like, you know, oh, you know, I I just I don't have the time. Like something's come up. Yeah, he made an excuse. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because I, he just, what sticks out to me is when Ricochet suggested a fatal four way, and then AJ said it was like that's not gonna happen. I, 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 and he said something, but he turned to Carl. No, he turned to Luke first, and he was like, "This, that's actually a good idea," you know. <laughs> He's like, "What even talking to you, man? What even talking to you?" Then he turns, to, then he turns to uh, to Carl. Oh no, he turns to Luke. And he and he's like, what about Luke? He was like, that's actually a pretty, pretty good idea. You know, we're in Chicago. It's a hot crowd, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Can we get this guy to agree on it? Right. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, that, that fourth person was Rey Mysterio came out, too. And yeah. lo and behold, we do have a fatal four-way matchup to see who would be the number one contender for AJ Styles' title. And that championship match would happen right after the fatal four-way. So they had the fatal four way. Um, it looked like Randy Orton was going to get the the victory at a certain point, but then the OC pulled him out of the ring to stop him from being able to to capitalize. And then, yeah, Ray Mysterio. I thought he just rolled up. out the ring. What's that? I'm trying to remember. Did did Randy Orton get pulled out, or did he just roll out the ring and gave? Well, I know the OC gave Ray Mysterio the, the chance to uh, pin AJ Styles. He gave it to him. Yeah. I thought that they they that the OC like Gallows and Anderson messed with him. I'd have to I'd need to go back and look I gotta at look at that. But again. I know that yeah. the the OC had messed with him because that would pay off later on in the matchup because it ended up being Rey Mysterio 
versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship. AJ was dominating Rey Mysterio for most of the matchup. Um, Gallows and Anderson were do, using heel tactics and kind of getting involved in the matchup a little bit. Uh, the referee is going to get rid of uh, Gallows and Anderson. But then Randy Orton ended up coming out to to back up Rey Mysterio a little bit because they, they, were, they, were, they just kept messing with the matchup. Um, at the end of it, uh, it was, how, what was the finish? It was Rey Mysterio had done, what was it? Was it? Cause I know there was, it was a combo. It was Randy Orton hit a RKO after Rey Mysterio hit a move. And then Rey Mysterio went, I think did a frog splash, I believe, and pinned AJ Styles off of that. But correct me if I'm wrong with that. Cause I know Randy. No, Orton it was a six one nine. Into the RKO, yeah, yeah, it was six one nine, and then yeah, and that's when AJ Styles kind of just bounced off the six one nine, and then he got hit with an RKO. That's what it was. There we go. There we go. Yeah, and so, then Randy Orton rolled out the ring. But that was that was for the championship. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was the championship. That's matchup. right. That's but right. The that's fatal right. four yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, what I'm saying is the fatal four way because the reason why Randy Orton came out there. To help Rey Mysterio, it wasn't just because oh, yeah, yeah, it was I feel bad for him. It was because the OC had messed with him during that matchup. So, like you said, yeah, what was what what you were you're right about it is that during the championship matchup, after he RKO'd AJ Styles, then he rolled out the yep. ring to allow uh, Rey Mysterio to capitalize and get the victory. So, Rey Mysterio pinned AJ Styles one two three. He is now the new United mm-hmm. States champion. Uh, his son Dominic came out, celebrated, celebrated with him, and yeah, Father's they had their moment. Man. They had their moment. Consolation yep. so prize. Think about you know? that. Yeah, I was gonna say consolation prize. How I felt about it. What would you think? Yeah, same here, man. You know, I enjoyed it. Crowd was hot. Everybody was, you know, excited. You know, I guess is is, is, is so. This makes a Randy Orton an official face because he did the right thing. He's a tweener. He's a tweener. He did the right thing. He's a tweener. But I don't yeah. trust that. The, yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tweener, man, because this dude, this dude does what he wants. He, he does what he wants when he wants, when he wants, whatever he wants. to whoever he wants, <laughs> whatever that, whatever that way he, he directed that message at, at Ricochet. <laughs> yes, that was that Ricochet message, but it's intended for yes, everybody. It is, it is. He does what well, he exactly. wants. Period. Free reign. You know, he got paid the big money too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, so. I thought the match was good, man. Like. I love the finish, and you know AJ Styles. He had that butt for a while too, so it's about time he yeah. give it up to to Rey Mysterio and then see what Rey Mysterio uh, does. Maybe it set him up for uh, we'll get back into uh, Andrade. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that. I feel like Umberto Carrillo is gonna get a little bit of love in that because oh, I think he's Rey done. Mysterio. I think he's done. Well, I think Rey, Myster- Rey Mysterio did give Umberto some kudos. For being like you know the future of, of of wrestling when it comes to the the Latin American superstars, so I think Rey Mysterio is gonna probably try to do the quote unquote honorable thing and like hey you know you were supposed to get a title shot against uh, AJ Styles, but that didn't happen because the OC got involved. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and give you an opportunity, right? So I think he's gonna at least give him one shot at the belt. But then I think Andrade is going to get involved, and then we're going to get back to Andrade and Rey Mysterio, but this time for the United States Championship. Okay. I think that's how it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which is going to be cool. I mean, I, I love it for Andrade for sure because yeah. Andrade is winning that belt. Yeah, he's this been on a win streak too. 
Yeah, he's he had been a dominating match too. Uh, Kira Tozawa. Tozawa. Yeah. yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, he beat him. So you know, he's been racking up the wins. I think it's it's just a, a matter of time. I mean, he had that matchup with Seth Rollins um, on the Raw before uh, Survivor Series, which ended in a no contest. And Seth Rollins actually gave Andrade some respect. You know, saying we'll do this again. You know, we'll run this back. So that. You know, Andrade is definitely, definitely getting some love he's from Vince and the guys in the back. Belt off of Ray. What's that? He's getting primed to take that belt off of Ray. He is. Yeah, he is. And I don't think it'll be. It'll take long. Either. Nah, I think we'll it was. sooner rather than later. He's gonna do yeah. it. What? So yeah. So what do you think about uh, uh, speaking? Who's been building up wins? Op Buddy Murphy and mm. Alison Black. I like it. I think it's a great matchup with two guys who have been underutilized overall and have just all the talent in the world. Um, at first, I didn't like the way that when Buddy Murphy went and knocked <laughs> on the door and then Alistair <laughs> didn't respond. And then when Buddy Murphy was gone, then Alistair like pops, pops out, out the of door. nowhere. Was like, huh? Who? What? You know, he didn't say that, but it was kind of looked like yeah, that. Like, it looks kind of was like, huh? Where? <laughs> Who was that? Where was that? Where is he at? Where is he at? You know, like that was the look he had on his face. I'm like, oh, God, this is I hope they don't start doing this as a thing now where people just like play knock knock and then run away. And then it's like, comes out like, oh, who was that? Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ding dong ditch, basically, you know, with with his door. Oh, man. So but then, you know, Buddy Murphy, this was I think this was last week. He had went and knocked on his door again and but this time Alistair was there he's like they had that face to face so that was cool this week um you know buddy murphy had his matchup against matt hardy uh, the returning matt hardy which matt hardy looked like he was ripped straight from 95 or whatever uh just old school matt hardy which was kind of like bizarre to see but it's fine i mean matt hardy's great um, beat Matt Hardy, then challenged uh, Buddy Murphy, challenged Alistair Black. Alistair Black's music hits right away, comes down, and they just kind of trade blows for a while. But really, Alistair Black got the better of it at the end. Looked great in the process of so just just with stiff moves, elbows, knees. Like I'm like, why they both had and that's another thing. Good, great striking, the offense. striking was yes. great, and it it kind of pissed me off to see. Alistair looked so good and realized he's been missing from WWE television. He wasn't a part of Survivor Series. He wasn't on team for Team Raw. Like, why wasn't he a part of that team? Um, you know, it just seemed like he's just been way under underutilized. And same, of course, for Buddy Murphy. So I, I love this matchup. I hope that this is a part of TLC. That's the next pay-per-view coming up for WWE. So I hope that they do have this as a matchup. Hopefully it's not pre-show, but it kind of feels like it might be, it you know, a, a candidate for that. Yeah. yeah. Day was there. AJ Styles was there. Kofi Kingston was pre-show. Shinsuke was pre-show. Yeah. AJ was pre-show. Everybody's so. fair game. Yeah. Yeah. Alistair and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's been pre-show oh, multiple plenty times. of times. Yes. yes. Yeah. He knows what so it he could knows happen. The, the, <laughs> he knows the deal. He, he is very familiar with the kickoff <laughs> show. <laughs> very familiar with that crowd um but yeah i like it man i like it a lot. me too man i do like it too you know we're finally getting uh somewhat of a feud and finally it it took how long you know to, to finally get a feud with alistair on the on on the raw brand or smackdown brand when he was on smackdown like instead of just yeah. these therapy sessions and you know he's 
fighting random people who knocks on his door like Cesaro and I'm like okay where are this going after that it was just it was just dead you know yeah this this would be his first actual, actual feud. feud yeah so I'm actually excited about that and two guys who are just heavy and in, in striking so I would love to see what a OP Buddy Murphy match and Aleister Black looks like cause that's gonna be freaking awesome hell yeah yeah, man, those guys, they can go, man. So it'll be fun to see that, you know, with the striking and everything, man. I, I just, I love it. I love the the idea of it. Hopefully it pays off and we get a great uh, series of matches from those guys for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the aftermath. Again, the big the biggest thing, the way it all ended up was Seth Rollins doing those two curb stomps to Kevin Owens and kind of standing over Kevin Owens saying, you know, I want you with me. I want you with me. So, you know, we're getting looks like we're getting heel Seth. Uh, I'm all for it. So uh, and Kevin Owens being, you know, he said it. Kevin Owens said Raw needs me, you know, and he Desperately potentially would be the new face of, of uh, Raw. <laughs> It'll be the Kevin Owens show again. Uh, so that'll be cool. Yeah. But uh, I'm all for it, man. I'm with it. Me too, man. I think he uh, I think that's the reason why they'll probably collide, because Seth Rollins say he's the face of uh, Monday Night Raw. He call himself Monday Night Rollins. But, you know, basically what Kevin Owens claps back with, hey, Raw desperately needs me. And they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needed services yeah. now. And him to be oh, the yeah. top face, I am all for that. It's a great switch. Yeah. It's a great switch. It's a great swap and it's smart. And I, I think it's the right way to go for where we're at right now. So that's that's great writing, I would say. Faux show. All right. Any last thoughts on on all of this uh, Survivor Series, Raw, Raw Aftermath before we call it a it show? It was just a great four days of wrestling, starting with uh, SmackDown and all the way up to closing with uh, Raw, man. So it was all great. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to say uh, happy Thanksgiving because today it's Thanksgiving. You know, it's about almost 3.30 in the morning we're recording. But, hey, this, this, we're just passionate about our our uh, wrestling. Yeah, I'll echo that, man. Uh, we're very passionate about it. It's such a fun weekend, just fun week of wrestling. Um, you know, SmackDown with, ended with uh, that NXT callback to the DX days with the tank and just a crazy visual and then the battle in the middle of the SmackDown uh, ring and it was just crazy to watch and then we had TakeOver War Games which is freaking phenomenal and that crazy spot for uh, Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa off the top of the cage which was sick as hell and then we went to Survivor Series which you know I was up and down about it was such a roller coaster ride of emotions going into it but really paid off and to see NXT win and actually get the kudos and get put yeah, over yeah. the way they did was awesome so really happy with the way survivor series turned out and then a great showing on raw too you know coming right off survivor series the night after just starting off with the potential heel turn for seth rollins um just giving us that heel turn i think it's going to be fun to see it kevin owens potentially as the new main face on raw really cool the rusev storyline with lana didn't suck so that was cool. We got a new champion <laughs> with Rey Mysterio, you know, beating AJ Styles when having yeah. the, that celebration with his son. That I was don't cool. Tell you. Yeah, just great, great night, man. Great night of wrestling for sure. Great week of wrestling for sure. What a what a week for for Chicago uh, to experience that, you know, in, in wrestling. So yeah, man, to watch just a lot of fun. Later on today and see what what happened in Chicago. Yes, yes, I am excited to see that. Yeah, AEW followed that up and came to Chicago too, so that'll be fun to see. 
Wow, we're, we're really getting spoiled ah, here in Chicago, yeah, yeah. man. That, yeah, this is this but is it's great. a great this wrestling great. city, man. It's a great wrestling town, you know. Hey, we got other smaller promotions like MLW. That's a good, another great uh, wrestling promotion that that has a lot of matches here in Chicago. I believe, like in around Logan Square area. Yeah, man. Just I love it. I love it. It's it's awesome. So yeah, man. Just what a what a week. What a week it's been. Yeah. yeah. I just want to give a special shout out to a couple of shout outs to the Half K podcast again and uh, JD from the Wrestle Bread and our boy Jove and Big Ren at the hard camera side. So check them out. And of course, you know, always check your boys out. Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. We're all on the wrestling. Oh, not wrestling platforms, but podcast platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Please check out all those guys and check us out as well. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. For Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.